You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Matchless Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. Hey. And uh, welcoming back, and now for the first time, an official permanent host, Josh Kinder, also known as Kinder. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Skinny Penis again. Back in full Forever. force. Forever. Forever. <laughs> You're stuck Forever. with me now, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. This is episode number 105. We are recording on April 24th for release on April 25th. Uh, there are some changes on the PTR. To, 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 as a, that's an understatement. It's just say there are some changes on the PTR. Quite a bit of changes on the PTR, so we're going to talk about that. But we also got a piece of user feedback uh, that was so big that it's going to be a topic on its own. So we're going to talk about that here in a second. But before we get into all that, I'd like to welcome anybody who is listening for the very first time. Thank you for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competitive. But the primary focus of the show is around the community and the state of the game. Uh, so if you do enjoy the show and you want to keep up with us, you can uh, just follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And you can also join us on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you there to, uh, you know, talk about Overwatch and shit sometimes. So that's pretty cool. And uh, as always, we want to thank returning listeners. Uh, you know, whether you are listening or re-listening for the first time or the 104th time, thank you very much. It's, it's returning listeners is why we get to do this every week. So we really appreciate that, guys. Um, no new subscribers this week. Also, no new patrons. And like I said, we, we did get a piece of community feedback, but it's it's pretty large and it's 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 a topic within itself. So we're gonna you know save that you know for an, another few minutes here. Before we get into that, well, how's everybody's weekend Overwatch been going? We're gonna go with Kinder first since he's the new guy. Oh, I'm the new kid on the block. Uh-huh. Well, as far as my weekend Overwatch, I uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, gold is fun. <laughs> I use fun very liberally. Uh no, it's uh we you know we've been doing the thing with our uh, podcasting group with uh playing team games and everything. As far as that goes, uh we've been doing a lot of improving, uh getting a lot better with coordination and everything like that. That's been a lot of fun, but solo queue has been absolute hell. Um I mean, being in the low plat, the high gold area at the end of a season is just like if there is one true ELO hell in Overwatch, it's high gold to low plat. Like no, no doubt, absolutely no doubt in my mind. That's the that's the hell zone right there. Uh, so that's sucked really bad. But otherwise, playing with uh, playing with our small community, our our group of people, and everything, you guys are great. It's just everybody else that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Bob? 
Uh, I've had a pretty a pretty fun week of like six v six, like uh, played game night. Uh, I did under the behest of a couple listeners play some solo queue in low plat, and yes, it was horrible. And we did have no less than four DPS every game, and I wasn't playing DPS, so that was interesting. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was hell. And I think playing with the team has kind of ruined me a little bit for, uh, for playing solo queue because I was really frustrated like frustrated with it i think i have to go into it with a different mindset the next time i do and just realize it's never going to be anything close to what we have even with our low coordination you know and us getting better (laughs) like it's still like decades miles like vastly above what you get in the solo queue environment it's definitely yeah it spoils you bad dude and i'm gonna have to really like temper my expectations when going in again. So that's how that's how my week's been. I got to play a lot of the PTR stuff too, which we're going to talk about later. Right. Um, what about you, Joe? Well, for me, like I, I, I call on my main account. I called it a wash. Like I just really, I didn't even play my main account for the rest of the season. Uh, I was planning on. Cause I, I managed to get my main account like low last season. Like like at the cusp of mid platinum uh i dropped down from like 28 to like 27 something and i stayed there and then when i placed this season i was pretty much around the same place and i was going to work on getting it back up to a decent to a decent rank and you know with me leaving the country for two weeks and then the week before that and the week after that i really didn't have time to play competitive and that also um, kills your like like that kills like hand-eye coordination. Like not playing daily yeah. definitely kills it. Like right. like you have to get caught back up. So that was probably rough too. Well, when I came back, I like my my accuracy with Soldier was horrific. It was like down to like thirty percent. It was really really bad. So I decided like that's basically what I did on my when I on the week I came back. I um I took my uh, accurate. I, like I just played Soldier and McCree, and now my accuracy. Uh, averages out or actually just about fifty percent right now, which is better than it was. So I'll I'll take that for now. But yeah, you're right. It did kind of kill that. I can still play other characters. Like you know, uh, playing Arissa is still pretty easy for me because that has a lot to do like leading the shots has a lot to do with the crosshair width when you do that. So, uh, but yeah, my accuracy characters definitely took a bit of a dump. But uh, yeah, I actually just been focusing on helping community members climb up if they wanted to. Like that's how we got Geo from, you know, he went from silver into gold and now he's like mid gold. Now he's actually hitting that toxic area where he's starting to get into that toxicity cloud of mid gold, like around 2300, you know, maybe a little bit higher than that. Is he um, still DPSing as Moira? Because that might be part of it. No, no, <laughs> like Geo. Yeah, he. um. He's down like he flexes around like you know. There's a couple main characters that he plays, but you know in, in different classes, so it's fine. You know, like he can play Junk, he can play Diva, he can play Moira, he can play Mercy, he can play Lucio. So that that's good. He's actually a really good shot caller. Like we, he's a really good shot caller. I told him like when well, he did that for like a match or two, and I was like, just do that every match, and you're gonna continue to win like a lot. 
Uh, he was calling shots. And this Definitely. Is, that was the first time that I started to climb. And this is the difference. This is what I was talking about. Like, it's not just everything low, plat, and below, right? That's the problem. There's a, there is like a, a block of SR where problem because as we're coming up to this 2300 area, you know, even though people aren't playing that great, they are listening. If somebody is taking the lead, they are listening, or at least they'll communicate back if things aren't really working out. But if somebody's calling shots, they'll listen. They'll make changes on the characters that they're playing. Yeah. You know, they might not even say anything, but they might follow what you're doing. Exactly. Right. Once you hit that, that toxicity block, you know, once you hit like that really bad area that we've been talking about recently, people just hop in, insta lock four or five, um, you know, DPS. You know, nobody wants to heal. Nobody wants to. Take. I know, even as like a, a tank main, I don't want to tank when there's five DPS players. <laughs> you know, like right. oh, four DPS players. Like, Dude, you just know, so shit's gonna be all over the place. I played. I played Saturday night and had an exact example of that. It was uncanny. So I've been doing the shot calling for our team. I didn't realize like the main tank role had so much to fucking do, or I probably wouldn't have. I was like, I'll just be main tank, no problem. <laughs> didn't realize how much goes into that in a like actual structured team. It's a little bit more. I bit off a little bit more than I, you know, than I knew I was biting off. But I've gotten pretty good at the shot calling, right? Not great, but great for solo queue. This dude actually told me to shut the fuck up and stop talking because I was ruining the. I I was ruining the game. I was like, well, I'm calling targets. If I mean, if you'd rather do it, cool. And he was like, no, I just like to not hear you talk. And I was like. Okay. Then mute me. Like exactly. That would have been my response and hit you hit that mute key. Buddy. I was just like and then like someone else chimed in that wasn't even in his group and like, yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. I was like, okay, wow. And I was on stream and I was like, wow, this is gonna suck that I have to tell Jaw that he was fucking right. <laughs> they're like, who the fuck is Jaw, you fucking weirdo? And I was like, it was bad, dude. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's not just it's not just the the players and how they play. It's the toxicity behind it as well that's making it worse. Playing in that block, that SR block, is like playing end of season, all season. It was like that the entire season. It's been it really, really, really bad. Um, so, yeah, that's that, I, that combined with the time I took off really made me not. I didn't really have much motivation to do anything for my characters myself, you know. So I just like was helping Geo. I'm really happy with the progress that he's made, and hopefully we can get him into platinum next season. I think we can if we could just continue to you know do uh, you know what we what we do. I did notice one thing. I am definitely getting better at Winston. Like I had to pick. I never pick Winston because he's just not. He he was never really a strong tank for me. But uh, theoretically, like I know how to play Winston, right? I know what he's supposed to do. I know where he's supposed to jump. I know where he's not supposed to go. And following those simple rules, I was actually able to make a lot of impact. I was like, huh, maybe I should be playing him more often. Yeah, you're ahead yeah of who me, knew? Because <laughs> I thought I was a good Winston until I started playing with the team and then realized, oh, shit. Like, there's so many. And playing Winston with the team, I've watched, like, really watched the owl. When I'm watching it, I'm really watching that monkey. I'm watching, I'm watching Fisher. I'm watching, uh, uh, OGE and I'm watching uh, uh, Fraggy these really intense like very in your face 
tanks and I'm learning so many things that I just hadn't even paid attention to. Like there's just so many things in Overwatch that you don't pay attention to, the little intricacies that really make you crazy good. Right. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. there are a lot of little, little bitty things that you never think about that separate the good players from the great players. And whenever you like really pay attention to it, you're like, well, fuck, I kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. actually having a lot of luck with them, though. Like you're, you're kind of finding that you have a you, you have more of a knack for it than you thought you did, huh? Yeah, because it, the thing I did before, like if a, if a situation called for Winston, I wouldn't pick Winston because I'm like, I'm just not good with him. I would actually pick Diva instead so I could have the mobility which will work out, but sometimes it's just you need that bubble shield when you plop down in an area. Right. You know, sometimes you really need it. So I would, I would never pick him. But we were in a situation where I like had no choice. I had no choice but to pick the monkey. I was like, we need the monkey. Somebody has to pick monkey. Nobody's picking monkey. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. Whatever. And I expected to lose. We actually won. And then I had to do it again and again. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna start playing him more frequently. And um. You know, obviously, I I know there's still a lot to learn. It's not like I'm engaging reapers or anything like that, though. You know, I'm not one of those one of those people. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, you know, you're ahead of the game because you had already listened to the Winston prepared to attack. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like theoretically, I knew how to play him, but I just never played him that well. Like I guess I, maybe I just wasn't patient enough to play him uh, when I was playing him. When I play with other tanks, I'm a bit more. Uh, well, a bit more aggressive, but yeah, ahead. with other tanks, like what I've the biggest thing with Winston, I think, is like with other tanks, you could be in front of the other team. With Winston, you're really trying to hug those walls, peek in, blast them, get them to follow you back around. You're trying to kind of push them around, and then you're trying to jump to the right spots. You're trying to like oftentimes move in without using jump, so they could you could jump in distract them and then jump out quick enough to where you don't die. And so there's just a whole lot of weird, there's a whole lot of crouching involved with Winston at the high levels of play that I never really even thought about. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, and now like, you know, one thing that was really effective that I guess I, you know, playing back or thinking back like that, I never used to really do is, you know, if I'm going to jump in, I'm jumping in on a very specific target. Like I'm not just jumping in, to create havoc and try to get them to push back. Yeah, you try to find someone like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely, if you see a Zed off by himself or a Moira off by himself or a soldier on the high ground off by himself, Kinder and I, he's D.Va, we jump on that. Yeah. It's. I had one game I was playing with Recoil where, well, the other team was bad. They were just like bad, right? And I kept, uh, you know, uh, jump pack killing McCree. Like over and over and over again, and he just typed, "Please stop." <laughs> <laughs> Have you mastered uh, the monkey, middle and short jump? I've got the long jump, the middle jump mastered. Well, not mastered, but like I could do it well. The short jump, I am. I have not gotten it down. Like it's the where you have to hit now. jump exactly the same time that you hit S or back, and. It's so weird to me to switch to S when hitting shift. It's just like I like I need to practice it or something. Why, why don't you have it set to um, right mouse button? What jump? I always I got my jump pack set to right mouse button. That worked out well for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, he did. 
He doesn't have an alt fire. <laughs> I guess you so don't use right mouse button for anything else. Not, I don't think so, no. That's that makes jumping idea. way easier. Yeah. The uh, more you know. <laughs> that, that might actually make it easier to do the short jump. I might, I'll probably still jump the mid and the long using the other, but like I could just map. Wow. I didn't even think about it. I'm going to try that because that actually would help me do the short jump a lot easier. Huh. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I no. Short I don't jump. I remember changing it. I thought that was like default, but I don't know. I, I might have never hit right mouse button With on Winston. Winston. Yeah. yeah it, that, cause that yeah. was how, that's how Tracer is. Yeah. I've never, I, I don't, I can't remember if I've ever successfully short jumped before, to be honest with you. You know, like, it's I was like, tough, oh, here's the mercy, and there she goes. Like, <laughs> yep, usually I'm like middle jumping past the person and not landing on them. I'm still getting some bonus but i'm not landing on him and that jump land is like huge yeah it is <clears throat> it really is like i don't know i still when i play winston i still get happy as i'm landing and i see somebody underneath here like oh this is gonna be so great bow <laughs> she's gonna yeah, be good. I've, gotten a, <laughs> I've been doing a lot more of the straight up in the air jumping so that you could really aim where where you come down, and I mean Winston's a lot more fun than I ever thought he really was. Oh yeah, once you one get thing I, one thing I really like to do with those big jumps, I do it with Diva too with her boost. Is uh, even if I don't need to do anything with the boost, I'll boost straight up in the air. And if you got a good mercy on your team, your mercy will usually follow you to get airborne, uh, get out of the fight for a minute, give you heals on the way down. So you get that that few seconds of heals. You get to come back down where you want to, and you're out of the fight for a second. It gives you like a really short reprieve as both Winston and Eva. It's really right. powerful uh, with a good team, with a good healer. And Zen might see you too and throw a orb on you. Orb but we way, hijacked yeah. your story, Ja. No, no, it's fine. I was pretty much done. But yeah, I mean, I, that, that is one thing that I did. I, I guess I am going to come out of this season with <laughs> is that, you know, I'm not as I'm not terrible with 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 Winston. Like I would never pick Winston before. I just felt like I was like awful with him, and it'll be more of a hindrance to the team, you know. Uh, so now that I I can't I can play Winston, he actually might be um, a, a better pick for me, especially with the way Arissa is working right now. Because yeah, I, I, I as Winston as a not so great Winston against other people who were playing Arissa pretty well. I was able to actually, I was able to fuck her up pretty good, or at least get her yep. to back away or move you away. Get up in her face. It's just, exactly. and, you're, and you're, you're high ground mobile. That's why, I mean, that's why I think Monkey and Diva rule the roost. It's because they're high ground mobile, and most of the levels require you to get on the high ground at times. If everybody right. played Death Ball against Death Ball, then yeah, Orissa would be great, but. If everybody's on the high ground and you got a death ball with Arissa, then it, I mean you're kind of stuck unless you have a bastion to kind of push him back, which is why Junkertown has the 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 <laughs> pirate ship. Right. That's the thing, like about shooters in general. Um, when you have a, a when you when you're kind of mixing things up with shooters, right? Like when you're mixing up the different archetypes and classes, mobility is usually king, right? Mobility is usually king. The way that other shooters usually balance that out is that is that um characters or kits that aren't mobile are powerful. You know, like they have they they pack a huge punch. Uh, they have a huge health pool. I'm like, if you let's take it back to like um tribes, right? Light class, medium class, heavy class. That's where that shit starts. 
you know, heavy class, not mobile, extremely powerful, high health pool. Light class, super mobile, not that much health. But in a, in a game like Overwatch where, you know, Arissa's your heavy class, but she doesn't pack that much of a punch. She actually has, she's going to have to hit her shots, a, a lot of them. To, to do some damage. The only true heavy that Overwatch really has, I would say, is like Roadhog, you know, right? Yeah. Um, and he yeah. actually has a way, like, if you're up top somewhere, he can, you know, pull you in. He can actually take you out of position. <laughs> and so I character think that, 27, too. Character 27? Oh, Brigitte? Or no, Brigitte? character 28, sorry. Character 28, yeah, well... <laughs> We, I'm we guessing it's going to be dude with the freaking two uh, machine guns from the PVE event. Maybe, maybe. Like I, I, I would say like, I would be interested in seeing a heavy machine gunner class, like as a tank. Um, that would be interesting to me. But I think they, they, I think I don't know, man. Like I really feel like they should be Bajit? trying. What'd you say? Is Vegeta heavy? No, I wouldn't no. consider a heavy class now. What about like, Doom, like Doomfist with him being able to go above 200 health? Would he be kind of considered a heavy? No, not really. Like, I would say heavy, uh, the heavy class would start at 400 health, right? Gotcha. Like, you know, it would start it's at just really health. easy to take that health down. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, there's Doom, a lot of health. Doomfist yeah. is more like, yeah, he's got high mobility, but he's also a high skill cap. You know, he's a skill shot character, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, skill shot used loosely but you know yeah. it takes skill to use if, if yeah. you catch my drip but you know genji's in the same pool you know it's high skill high skill low health high yeah. mobility high skill you know so that's what usually balances those characters out right same thing with widowmaker low health um okay mobility but like you know she has long range that you but you have to be able to hit your shots you know Oh, but I, I think what they need to do, obviously, they are still going to release a hero every three months, or every four months, every four months, right? We know that this is what they're going to do. But I really think they need to take a look at the tank class and and maybe make some tweaks to the tanks because, you know, dive comp has been the thing for God knows how long because you're right. They have that mobility that you need to get in and get out. And mobility, like I said, is king and usually king and in the, shooters. Yeah, the... Uh- the ability for the majority of the team to jump on one target all at once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you have like two heroes who are just like bad against dive, like Orissa and Reinhardt, you know, they're not the greatest against dive. Um, <laughs> Roadhog is not the anti dive answer either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think they really need to take a look at the, t- as opposed to like making all, all these, you know, changes to, the characters they've been making changes to, like, you know, trying to make Tracer weaker or trying to make Genji weaker or trying to make Diva weaker. Like, maybe they should be looking to buff up the different tank classes they have that right now are weak to dive and see what happens. Make some tweaks there. Not necessarily a rework, but just some tweaks. Yeah. I think one thing that they could do to help remedy that whole, the entire problem is introduce another uh, mobility enhancing hero, like, along the same lines as Lucio, but maybe say one that gives you a temporary like jump boost or something you know it gives you like three times jump or something or like uh, they could throw a cooldown on them and reinhardt could jump up on top of gas on top of gas station at route 66 yeah something like that'd be really cool or like a maybe like one for jump one for speed and it's like a brigida style like throw projectile you know that'd be really cool i'm telling you that's why we need that abather style hero 
that builds like robots that you can attach to other heroes and you attach like a jetpack to a Reinhardt <laughs> and get his ass in the air. <laughs> That'd be really cool if that were the rework for uh, Ryan Symmetra. Fly, Ryan could fly. Ryan could yeah. fly. <laughs> like just oh, yeah. rework Symmetra instead of turret. She just builds shit for other heroes. Like here, have a fucking jetpack, dude. Like you're good. Dude, <laughs> you want to talk about game changing? I think uh, uh, that Abathur style hero that we've been at least I've been fantasizing about. And for those who don't know who Abathur is, that's a Heroes of the Storm character. It's a Heroes of the Storm hero where you don't come out of your base with him, really. You just sit in the base, and you do shit to your other, to your allies with him, like you assist them. And it's, uh, I don't know, I think that would be a really cool for a game. Like this. It'll be very unique for a shooter. I'll tell you that yeah. much. It'll be very unique for a shooter, because the most we've had with that in shooters is, like, the commander role in, like, Nuclear Dawn and Battlefield, um, the Battlefield games. Yep, 2142 um, had it, and Battlefield 2 had it. Yeah, so you have the commander role, but like when you have a, like somebody who's just actively sitting there, like buffing their characters and you know stuff like that, like even an offensive builder. That's what I wanted when this 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 go round. <laughs> I wanted an offensive builder that could do some shit like that. And I just thought that'd be really fucking cool. You may get one with Symmetra rework. I guarantee we'll you, Symmetra's gonna throw her freaking turrets. She's gonna throw. There'll be there'll be sticky bombs. So. <laughs> placement on that will be will turn into a to will turn into a skill and i think symmetra might be cool with the new rework so we'll have to see with that we shall see but let's go ahead and finally get into our user feedback for the week mickey Dizzy, uh he is the uh i was gonna say the leader of heroes of overwatch but he is the, the uh, administrator for heroes of overwatch administrator leader same thing right but he's been uh uh, fan, uh, he was listening to the show for a long time, friend of the show for a long time. Like I always talk about Heroes of Overwatch at the end of the show. I'm serious. We don't get paid. That's not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> you think that's a sponsor. We don't get paid to mention that Facebook group. It's just a great Facebook group to be a part of if you play Overwatch. Uh, I've seen a lot of players who come into that group, especially on console, not have anybody to play with, and now have a group of players to play with. So definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. All right? I'm going to say it again at the end of the show. Still. <laughs> all right following uh, now <laughs> yeah so uh he had i think he started the game in gold and he actually made his way up to masters he's been playing since season one so last week after the show i believe i think it was after the show or maybe it was like before the show ended i asked him to you know send us a story and he did and it is a long story so we figured instead of just going through it on our normal you know community feedback section we just talk about this because it's almost going to be like a trip through memory lane almost because it goes through seasons one through nine. So I'll just get started here. There's Hi, Ja, and Bob. Obviously, Kinder wasn't included yet, but that's okay. Kinder's Pepperoni. feelings are not hurt. <laughs> I'm the new kid. Yeah. I'm the intern so, here. <laughs> he says, I've finally gotten around to telling you guys my journey from gold to masters. If you guys present this on your show, you don't have to read this word for word, which I am, by the way. That, I did that on purpose because it's funny. <laughs> I can get carried away sometimes, especially in a situation like this, when I'm trying to summarize nine seasons of OW in one email. Um, which he, I got to be honest. He, uh, even though it is pretty long, I think you did a good he job with the summary well. still. Yeah. yeah, he still writes it well. So great job. This, um so he actually has a spreadsheet, which I don't have open right now, with the breakdown of all nine seasons um, from top heroes, one percentages, and stuff like that. Uh, just don't, I don't have it open in front of me right now. And he sent us a video of his uh, Moira gameplay and comms. 
So actually, I'll put that into the show notes so you guys can see that. So he says, a style of play, he's mainly a support tank flex. I can play almost every character and to adequate level. Never get toxic on comms. Very rare exception if someone is being extremely rude. I used to play goalkeeper and attribute that to my style of play when playing OW. I need to predict plays before it happens and be looking in all directions and trying to position my teammates in places to succeed. I consider myself a last line of defense. Um, so playing on PS4, I can tell you firsthand, it is very difficult not to be toxic. Like I'm not really a toxic person myself, but even I have said some shit to somebody who said something to me because it's all over the place. So for the fact that you never get toxic in comms, that is commendable itself. We a round of applause for, for him, everybody. Great job. <laughs> because it is definitely <laughs> difficult to not get uh to not get toxic on PS4. Uh and Xbox isn't that much better if you're patting yourself on the back. Come on, guys. I've been on both. I have both, I can say. <laughs> um what I did to improve, listen to podcasts, especially prepare to attack, watch YouTube vids, watch streamers, record my own gameplay, listen to criticism. Talk about strats with friends. Flex. I do, I do not want to lock myself down and being good with just one hero. Listen to teammates. Prevent any toxicity if possible. Try and be positive. It's a video game after all. So, yeah, very important. Like, with everything you're doing right now, that's basically what competitive players do, right? That, that If you want to get better at a game, you don't just sit there and try the same things over and over and over and over again, right? You, um, you know, now, actually, now you have YouTube vids and streams to watch and, you know, podcast tips and stuff like that to listen to. But like, I remember, like, back in the day, like, we didn't have all that. So the only thing we would have was, like, a demo system to record our own gameplay. You know, Unreal Tournament had demo systems. Uh, so actually, every I'm trying to think. I can't remember if Call of Duty had a demo system. That is drawing a blank on me. I can't remember that. But almost every game had a demo system or what you would call a replay system now. If you're going to compare it to what StarCraft has, you would call it a replay system. We called it the demo system. And you would, you know, play your games. You'd play your matches. And especially if you lost on wins, you might do it. On losses, you definitely got to go back and watch yourself lose again so you can see what the fuck happened. Exactly. Where did we go wrong? And that is a huge, that, that's a huge thing you, you really need to do to help yourself get better at the games. Um, so c- kudos on that because a lot of people who complain about not being good at the game or they complain about the game, they don't take those steps to get better. You know? They yep, just don't they take just steps expect to it to happen. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. And especially with Overwatch, right? More than any other community I've seen, there are, there feels like there's more resources to get better at Overwatch than there is for almost any other game that I've seen. You know, right. you have Omnic Lab, uh, you got Prepared to Attack, you have lots of strategy videos on YouTube, you got streamers like playing, like you know, you have a lot of resources, so. Um, there's really no excuse for you, at least not to try to improve if you want to. All right, so we're going to get to the meat of this story now. Uh, first of all, I never thought I'd be playing OW. I knew nothing about the game. I had seen some ads about the game, but never thought anything of it. I was playing Destiny and the Division with whatever little time I had between work and all my other activities. I soon realized I could not handle uh, a handle to grinding games, so I decided to trade in the Division for OW, something I knew a little about. Little uh, did I know I would enjoy this game so as this game as much as I am now. 
OW quickly remind me of TF2, and, remi- and I remembered how much I enjoyed a game that had classes and demanded cooperation. Fast forward to Season 1, I was very excited to begin my placements and see how well I would rank. I was nervous as I knew I would have to be in comms and talk with my team. I'm not a mean, rude person at all, rarely am I salty to another person, and absolutely hate dealing with toxic people. I luckily prepared. I luckily paired up with a coworker, and we did it together, trying out callouts for the very first time, trying to come up with good team comps, flexing to whatever the team needed. My style of play, what I remember of season one, was nothing negative, and just how fun it was trying to rank high. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I kind of get that. I mean. Season one definitely had had its problems, right? Like season one definitely had problems. I think you know <laughs> that's what, an understatement, you, right there. You want to know one I of the biggest? Know problems. what the problems were because I was so clueless about the game. I mean, I had twenty like two hours on Junkrat in season one, and Junkrat wasn't Same. even good then. He wasn't Man, I even loved good. Junkrat in season one. He was so. I, I loved him, but he wasn't <laughs> even good. He was only good against you know, like he was only good against the teams that would run into his bombs. And he killed right. himself half the time, yeah. <laughs> which I did a lot. Did, did the whole, uh, what was it called? The kamikaze run where you kamikaze on him and try to get your death to like kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah. bombs that you drop, whatever total mayhem or whatever it is. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems I think is like the, the lack of transparency of the ranking system, right? And coin flip. Coin flip too. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. AB, yeah, <laughs> ABG brought that up in the chat. Coin flip. Oh my gosh, I had forgotten. Oh yeah, but like the the tr- the lack of transparency. Like you would play, but you don't really know where you rank up. Like, I can't remember what my rank was. It was like sixty something. It was like sixty five. I can't remember. I'll have what to it was. look at that. If you were sixty five, you were top one percent of the game. I'm and gonna, was, I'm gonna yeah, look at that shit after. <laughs> No, yeah, I was like, I can't what it was. Six, or something. 65 was basically GM. Okay, yeah. So that's the that. 65 was like super high. Then it had to be like 60, or maybe it was 58. Maybe it was 58. It might have been 58. Um, that's like, yeah, that was more around platinum. <laughs> that yeah. platinum or like diamond. Right. So like you really couldn't you really couldn't see how well you were ranking up. You just had this arbitrary number. So there's no real um, yeah, like it was just kind of like people were being toxic all over the place because they thought they were better than they were, right? Yeah, you know. So like that, that helping, like, having those medals really does help. So I do remember that. I, th- and I thought I was flip. better than I was. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I had plenty of medals on Junkrat. I had all the total team damage, no kills, but total team damage. I had that <laughs> shit in the bag. That was back when uh, Shields uh, gave you. Damage, so I was like, "All oh, right, yeah, I got gold damage, bro." Yeah, that is true. That that yeah, I remember, I remember that I used to get damage on shields. Actually, they they just changed the accuracy thing. I thought they were going to change that a long time ago. But if you like wanted to feel better about your accuracy, you just go ahead and plug plug a shield for a few minutes, and your accuracy like shoots <laughs> sky high. But they got rid of that, I think, a couple patches ago, which is funny. Uh, so says so, uh, season two. Uh, was very excited for the new rank, ended up placing high gold and reading where others were placing, plat being considered slightly above average play. I was very excited to try and shoot for plat. I solo queued with friends, not knowing any of the repercussions it would ha- it could have. I solo queued and queued with friends, not knowing 
any of the repercussions it could have. My season did not end well, going on losing streak and finishing mid-gold. If I was soloing, I was not talking as I was nervous people would judge my gameplay. Yeah, and plus, like, not Same. only like, with, se- with season two, those losing, those win and lo- loss streaks, man, like, those were huge. devastating. Oh, yeah, they were either huge in one direction or the other. Dude, if I had the law, if the law streak system was still in place the way it is right now, I'd be in fucking copper. Like, without with the law streaks that <laughs> Same, I had in Overwatch, man, it would be so bad. It would be so bad right now. So it's it's really good that they got rid of uh, those win-loss streaks. But season two, um, I think they also like that, like, season two, they still had trouble with placements, too, right? Like, where, um, what were they doing? They place you was it was it they will place you high and let you drop down to your proper rank right. at that time. And then they flipped it so they placed you low and let you climb up to your proper rank, which right, that yeah. doesn't always go so well either, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah, you got like a little boost if you won and you got gained a little more SR. Or maybe they made it both ways, or was that like season three or four where I uh, think they flipped it like season three or four where then they was like, Okay, well, we're gonna place you guys lower than you're supposed to be and let you climb up so you can feel good about yourself. Like, stop trying to make me feel things. <laughs> you know. I feel enough. <laughs> yeah. It ended up having the worst the worst effect. People dropped lower because they were in an elo that was not conducive to the way they had learned to play because we've all talked about that each elo you move up it's a different way of 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 playing like if you're in gm you know i was pointed out to me if you're in gm or masters is pointed out to me last night that the extremely hard arissa roadhog combination works pretty much flawlessly with everybody that does it you know and like that shit's hard to get off in platinum with anybody Oh so, god, man. I know. I've 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 spent like the first two minutes of a game trying to explain to a roadhog what he needs to do. I'm like, dude, when you see the ball go out, just get ready to throw the hook, please. Well, I, well, I was told I'm supposed to call halt. Like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to call halt when I shoot it, so the roadhog could be looking for the ball and then be ready to throw it when it sucks him. So yeah, like that's yeah. what we were practicing last night because. The whole we thing didn't. we were talking about, you know, like the the best thing would be for me to be Roadhog and Kinder to be Arissa, but we can't do that because it doesn't make sense in a in a in a team sense. All of us had prepared learning a few characters in each slot, but now we need to know every character in our role. So like he has to play Diva and Roadhog because if we need to switch, we don't want to be switching and losing two ult charges as opposed to just, you know, just like just one, like it just makes switching easier. And so I'm trying to do the Arissa, which I'm just not good at. But that being said, I, I was told you're supposed to call the halt out. And then the Roadhog's supposed to, as soon as he hears halt, he's supposed to start looking for your, your ball at that point and then get ready to hook. Right. right, and it, yeah. it worked out for us last night. We didn't get a whole lot of hook combos with that because every time you halted, Reinhardt. it was just focus fire, and they got fucking destroyed or Reinhardt yeah. shielded. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, if you need some tips on Arissa, <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it, it get used to Arissa's like shoot the guns, no problem. <clears throat> like if you if I look at my stats on. Uh, you know, on the app, like I'm real good on 
damage blocked and damage, you know, but the rest of it I'm a little lower on. Yeah. Arisa's gotcha. halt is like ridiculously powerful. If you like yeah, if you can get your placements it. down, then it's nutty. But you know, you can it's easy to waste is is really the big thing. Like you can just Absolutely. throw it out and get nothing with it. I see people do that shit all the time. I see pe- I, I love when I point like, like soldier or something like that on the high ground and Arissa really far away throws her halt at me with her shield down and like you kill her and like you just see it float past you like see all for nothing. <laughs> you should have hit the other button buddy. <laughs> but, um, I'm gonna get back to the email here. So season three my friends list was growing and I was trying to figure out who I would be playing comp with. I knew I did not want to play alone. Hate dealing with toxic people. I ended up with find I ended up finding a group of people from Heroes of OW Facebook page and they invited me to play. Little did I know this is where I would find my calling as a support player. The people I began playing with were a good group of about ten people who would rotate in and out. Everyone had their roles. I did not, and I was also the lowest ranking of them. I was the only one still in gold. They were in platinum and diamond. I would fill whatever role they needed and try not to mess up. Try not to mess up. This that is where my mindset was. I was so nervous that I would mess up, and they would not want to <laughs> not want to invite me again. Dude, I still remember I during pain. during one match, I switched off my role to try to counter Farah. I do not recall my role at the time, but I went Soldier seventy six and got wrecked. One specific person started to rip me so bad, I was I was out of position. I shouldn't play hit scan. I needed to communicate. Don't switch heroes. Dude made me feel like shit. Nevertheless, not everyone was an asshole and was told to keep my head up. Like any team comp, there seems to always be an open spot for a healer. They already had a mercy main, so I decided to try Zenyatta one time, and it just naturally worked. As a, <clears throat> I, as a gold player, could keep up with these plats and diamonds. For once, I did not feel nervous but confident. I slowly began to climb, and every time I got on i would instantly invite my t- my every time t- sorry i and every time i got on i would get an instant invite to join my new group of friends they respected my thing out of play style and comms one day it finally happened i made it out of gold at that time i i at that time i never thought i would but it happened a lot of the credit goes to the people that helped carry me into plat so i got boosted yeah, <laughs> I mean that. Was, I mean, honestly, like I had help for my friends to go from, you know, from silver to plat in one season. Like it was a lot of help for my friends. God, I wish I had some friends that carry me in the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack yeah. and I learned how to play together. Jack went on to become GM in top five hundred last season, but mm. I love playing Zen on console. I think I, like characters like that are like feel like easier to play on console than PC to me because it's easier to predict players' movements. Like yeah. playing a soldier or playing a McCree or playing like a Zenyatta, um, even like a Pharah, right? Like you can, it's easier to predict where people are gonna go. So I, I do like playing them. My problem that I have is that you know when I play console, like I'll play it for like a week or so, and I'll get myself back up to like I don't know, like a platinum level of play in terms of control and actually playing, and then I don't play, so I drop back down. Like my console <laughs> playing skill kind of drops back down. If I were to play more uh, frequently, I probably would be able to keep it up. I used to play more frequently when I had other friends that played, but then they just kind of you know stopped playing. You know, they went back to Destiny and they went back to the Division. And I was like, okay, you know, Overwatch isn't for everybody. But uh, okay, I'm gonna go. He's gonna talk about season four now. 
says, I felt more confident. If I recall, I had placed high gold, and this is in season four, 24XX. This time, I was confident that I would get back in the plat. I grouped up with some of my friends from season three and got back in the plat, no problem. My confidence in gameplay was increasing. My comms were getting better. I was beginning to flex a little more, primarily tank support. It was not a bad season. I did have the the concessional toxic player, uh, but nothing too crazy to throw me off. Season 5, the group of 10 players I had met began to disband. I began to play with other friends as my confidence was still riding pretty high, and I felt that I did not need to, I did not need my god tier friend McCree for me to climb, just an analogy. Uh, I would group with whomever was near my SR, and we would try to help each other out. If I remember correctly, the Mercy meta was nearing its peak. There was a lot of toxicity, throws, etc. I had reached 2800 and was getting mixed in with near diamond or plat players that assumed any platinum player was a scrub and just it was always just us plats who was it was at fault. Huge turn off in my book and was beginning to not enjoy comp at all. I believe that was uh, was it season five or four that Roadhog meta was huge. I think it was, was five. That five. I think it was five because that was my favorite season. Uh, I made Roadhog. <laughs> I made Roadhog uh, at the end of season four, and then in, going into season five, and uh, with the Roadhog buffs and everything, it was just nutty. And everybody started figuring out how to play around the Roadhog, how to play with them. And I was just yeah. getting all kinds of pockets, all kinds of support. People just loved it, and I got really good with Roadhog that season. And uh, that was the first time I climbed into plat was uh, season five. Nice. I, I think, think that uh, was. Go ahead. I think that was the first time I climbed. It it was either four or five. Was no, it was five. I think that was the first time I climbed into Diamond with Roadhog. I mean, Roadhog was the first one I went to Diamond with. Mm. And then they and then they did the debuff, and I was no longer as successful with him. (laughs) Then it was Lucio that got me to Diamond the next time. Lucio Winston, (laughs) right. Uh, so he's gonna we're gonna move into season six, seven. At this point, I did not care for comp. I just wanted to do it for the CP points. It sounds like Mike. Um, I would do my <laughs> placements uh, and actually place a little higher each time. I was actually surprised. I was flexing into some new heroes and did not expect my SR to actually grow up. Nevertheless, I tried a few comp games here and there. Silent on Mike, unless my team was nice and wanted to cooperate. I wasn't nervous to talk as early as seasons but i just don't want to deal with anybody's bullshit like i said i was not too fond of comp but i still wanted to try it i was slowly reaching diamond without putting much thought into it but i was eager to find out if i could actually make it with um, season eight oh go ahead so the six and seven i think that's right about the time we started prepared to attack is it i think six, so. seven i think i can't so. remember yeah, we per- we started preparing because we to did attack. a ton of them all all at once. I think it was we started working on it in season five. We released in season six. Season uh, prepared to attack. We started preparing in August. We start releasing September. So toward the end of September, we released prepared to attack. Was that season six? I don't or remember. Seven. That was definitely like it was either six or seven. I think you're right. I think we were preparing for like preparing to make prepared to attack, maybe starting season six, and it was definitely like starting to get released around season seven. Yeah, I think so, so this looks right around the time that he made the big jump. Just saying. 
All right, so season eight says I tried my placements again. Somewhat eager to know if I'll place in high plat. I went nine and one in my placements. Ended up placing twenty nine twenty five. Surprisingly, the friends that I would have played with in season with with in season three had invited me to play. Sure enough, I assumed my role of support, and just like and just like that, it happened. I reached diamond. It felt so good finally being able to see a shiny rock next to my name. At that point, I would care less if I lost and fell black back into platinum. Diamond was my end goal, and I made it. I didn't lose, though. I kept climbing and climbing, and my call-outs were getting better, and I was giving tips to other players. I could flex more. Everything was going well. Could not crack 3,200, but it was okay. I did not fall out of Diamond, and I was happy. I get nervous anytime I go. I have a run in my placement matches. I have yet to go high in placement matches and get placed high. Every time I do like an 8-2, a 9-1, I get placed lower. Then I then I feel like I should, or I get, I get placed lower than I did the season before. So I get nervous when my placement matches are too easy. To be honest with you, huh. what if that's goes with who? Because I think it goes with who you're queuing with. Because the first time I I on the first uh, this my my second account I placed right into plat, but I mean I did my placements with like two to three people that were in plat at the time. You know what I mean? So I wonder. Right. I wonder a lot if that has to do with like the the intensity of the games has to do with how high or low you place. Like maybe you did your placements with a gold or two and you went eight and one, but that's why you were lower is because you were well, pulled down by their S so the so the matches you were winning were lower SR matches and not looked at by the system as good. On my main account, I never play with anybody in gold. On my main account, I either I play with you in the uh, like if you're in my rank, I'll play with you in that account. Other than that, I'll use one of my Smurf accounts. Actually, for my main account, huh. I usually solo place. Yeah, but that's, like, that's I, what I do with mine too. I, I really don't like to place with anybody. Yeah, I usually solo place on my main account, and like there was one season I went like one and nine. And got placed uh, like you know, like twenty eight fifty, you know, going like one and nine. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But in the next season, I think I went eight and two, and ended up placing like twenty seven something, you know. So right. yeah, so. That, yeah, it's weird. I've never seen anybody place lower if they went like eight and two or up. Oh yeah, like I get better placements the more I lose my placements. Like I'm not, I, I don't get too worried about it. So yeah, um, I, I always place about about where I ended la- the last season. That I'll place within a couple hundred either way, regardless of how many you win or lose. I'm also placing. I'm also. I just thought about. I'm also placing as a tank too. So in losing matches, my stats are fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Uh, you know, especially like at the time, like the 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 season I played like twenty eight fifty, I was I placed with Arissa. Yeah, you know, on, on a one and nine. Oh, I thought you Arissa know. was the one that you placed eight and two and placed lower. Maybe I'm off. No, on that. no, Arissa, I placed higher. I, I was on I was on a one and nine with Arissa. <laughs> I ended up placing higher. So, uh, but let's see. Now we're gonna move on to season nine, which actually that's this season. We're here. We're 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 up to to the, to the future now. Or to, to yeah. So my present. friends and I, yeah, present. There we go. Thank you. I just got done watching. <laughs> so I, I just got done watching Back to the Future like twice this week. Once uh, in the movies on Wednesday, last Wednesday, because it was in the movies. 
And then my girlfriend didn't see it. She was away for business. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, fine. We'll just watch the show this weekend. So I had a whole lot of back in the future <laughs> and over the wow, last week. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my friends and I were ready to get back at it. I actually ended up doing my placements alone due to my busy work schedule. I placed right around where I ended up last season, 3,100. With the thought so with the thought Sombra of Sombra wrecking me as any, I decided to pick it up and play more to defend myself a bit better. Regardless of, of what people think Moira equals DPS, I won't heal as Moira. I proved any doubters wrong, and I was able to outheal any other healers on my team. That's how confident I had gotten in my gameplay. And it happened again. I kept winning and winning and winning. I thought to myself, no way am I going to hit Masters. It's just not going to happen. I was a gold player. I got the 34-90 a few times and had lost, and I didn't lose confidence, but I knew it would be hard to break in the Masters. And I got to 34-90 again and decided to go for it, paired up with a buddy for duos and i must have played one of the worst games in a long time i was all over the place and was dying a lot i felt like i was not helping the team nobody got toxic and we kept defending the point on route 66 last thing i remember was alting to keep my team alive and dying the diva bomb i get back to the point it was over we had one and i reached masters i thanked everybody for the carry lol and proceeded to take <coughs> kick and share it with everyone and of course thank my friends who helped me along the way I do not consider myself a cocky player, but damn, it felt good. I just had to share it. Of the ten group, of the group of ten friends I started with season three, I was the second one to make it to Masters. Me, a gold player in Masters now, and still currently climbing. I've made it as far as thirty six nineteen. Fingers crossed, I can get a little higher in a few days. That's my story. I apologize for the longevity. Kind of think it's hard to shrink two years of OW into an email. Uh, currently in the process of ordering PC parts and plan on jumping over in a few weeks. Till then, I so, will still be on PS4. Looking forward to PS4 game night. Love your po- guys' podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you for your time, Miguel Z. Hey, I want to temper your expectations <clears throat> about switching to PC. It's a whole new world, dude. It really is. A whole new world. Well, it's not a like making it to Masters on PC. It's, it's, it's not like making it to Masters on PS4 ain't shit. Like, if you make it to Masters on PS4, that is quite an achievement. So, <laughs> congratulations, first of all. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying, like, learning the mouse and keyboard and all that, it's a whole different world. From a gameplay perspective, I would say um, each rank on PC is a rank higher than what you would play on console so if you're a gold player on console you're going to be a silver player on pc probably from what i've Uh, seen of people that come over i would definitely agree with that from my small my small area what i'm basing on is how people people play the game right like it's like when i see people play gold on console it looks like silver players on pc that's what it really it looks like and platinum players on console look like gold players on pc so i think if you come over once you adjust to playing with mouse and keyboard i'm not sure if you have any type of pc history at all but if you once you adjust to mouse and keyboard with your knowledge of the game i can't imagine that it will take you too long to get into diamond to be honest with you i'm just Uh, saying play your best characters from 1 to 25 because that initial couple games in comp they're gonna go by that and it can and honestly i mean i'd say do your placements with two or three platinums like it i mean it honestly i've done placements on four different accounts now and i will say if i'm placing with higher people 
winning less, I'll still place higher. And those first games are so crucial. And it's not like PS4 where you can make a new account and stuff too. Like you're stuck with that MMR for good. And you can either work it up or you can get a new account. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think like, um, yeah, it was just, it's just adjusting to, to, to mouse and, and keyboard. And I think you'll, you'll do great. I always recommend, like you're probably seeing in discord, if you are new to PC, I should have Bethesda, like paying me to say this, but if you are new to PC <laughs> and you have not played PC before, just buy doom, buy doom, like buy overwatch and buy doom and play through doom. I and fucking win. know. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, Oh my God. I, I gotta see. say though. <laughs> Okay. For sixty dollars less, you can get Osu, and it's what <laughs> Effect uses to warm up for Overwatch. So I'm just saying, it will teach mouse skills. It's not going to help you aim better at Overwatch. First but of it all, will teach Doom mouse isn't skills. sixty dollars anymore. It's thirty dollars. So for thirty dollars, you can have a shit ton of fun <laughs> and learn how to fucking. Hey, a lot of people mouse. love Osu. I don't get it, but a lot of people love it. The fucking I I got Doom uh whenever like the day it came out and. That was around the time I think that I jumped to uh, platinum and Overwatch. Like my mechanical skill after playing through Doom, and like it was the only thing to get me off of Overwatch in a long time on PC. And it was so the second it. FPS I had ever played on PC. Oh yeah. So after do so, after playing Doom and going back to Overwatch, it was like this feels fucking good. Like that was kind of the initiation into like okay PC PC Master Race. Let's go. Oh god, it's because you know why? It's because Doom gives you no choice. But to succeed, like you had, like you, <laughs> he was like, okay, well, you're either gonna shoot the guy or you're not gonna shoot the guy. And you're gonna die. Like that's how it's gonna work in this game. <laughs> that's why I really recommend um, Doom as a first game to get you acquainted with keyboard and mouse because it does ramp up, right? Like when you start Doom, there's only a few enemies, and you know you have a little time to react. But dude, by the time you get like to the actual second level. It's it's go time. Like you know, it's time to perform, and I think you'll have a lot of fun. But man, um, I actually just for so what you're thanks. saying is oh, it's the opposite of Destiny Two. Oh yeah, it's the opposite of Destiny Two. It makes you better <laughs> instead of worse. Because Andreas and Rob told me all about how Destiny Two set them back in Overwatch for like a month. Yeah, Destiny Two. Why? Well, that's because it's so easy. That's oh. because Destiny Two is built for console. <laughs> And the shooting mechanics weren't really adjusted for PC, to be honest with you. Um, actually, if Destiny 1, if, if, if the first Destiny was on PC, there's a gun that I don't even think could, could be in the game at all. Because it was so easy. It would be so easy to use on PC. But yeah, like um, definitely like the games you play can help you or can hurt you. Um, but yeah, Doom is, a, Doom is a good one to start. Wolfenstein 2... Because especially if you want to talk like accuracy, like getting your accuracy up and stuff like that, that has more like Wolfenstein has more of that than Doom does, you know, with, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, spread patterns and, you know, recoil and stuff like that. It's just, uh, yeah, I played my PC. Uh, yeah, my PC history is very small. I played TF2 and Modern Warfare, but that was like 10 years ago. So, yeah, I mean, you would just need to, uh, uh, I guess uh, it's like riding a bike, right? You just get back on it, and Doom can be your bike. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. game, too. I don't know if it's still in beta. Uh, there was a game called Dirty Bomb that I played when I very first like got with my PC right before Overwatch. Uh, I played a little bit of that and then went back to it after a few uh, 
a couple of seasons of Overwatch, and it was a lot of fun and helped accuracy out too. It was really good for mechanical skill. So if you yeah. can still get that free, I don't know if it's still free, but if you can, I recommend it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, yeah, like it, it's you can you can learn PC and have uh, a great time doing so. So, but yeah, like seriously, congratulations on making it to Masters. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember when he posted it. What's that? Was, I said I remember when he posted it in the Discord, and I was like, "Oh, nice, bigger." <laughs> Yeah, so you can show off some of that master master skill when we uh, do the PS4 game night, which I'll see if I can give some details on that a little bit later in the show. But uh, before we get into that, let's actually talk about the PTR and the uh, PTR report. PTR report. Yeah, so PTR is actually quite a bit is happening on the PTR. We got some big character balance, plus a new map and some map changes so let's start with character balance. First of all, uh, Brigitte, Brigitte, let's come up with a fill. What are we going to say officially on the show? What do you guys want to call her? I'm calling her Bridget. I don't give a shit. Bridget the midget. Bridget from like, from like, I'll call her Baguette. Brigitte. <laughs> like, Brigitte. Like, I'll, we're just going to call her Bridget and I don't care. Everybody's going to know who I'm talking about until they put another character out named Bridget. That's what I'm calling her because I don't want to go to, all these different syllables like it's just silly because the thing is like i mean i understand that like so the proper pronunciation of her name um is different well, in different languages it, that's the problem right it's different in different languages uh the proper pronunciation of her name if you were to actually say it in swedish i'm pretty sure is brigitte um or is it like what's the what's the french way if of saying it's, it? it's in like, french it's brigitte Brigitte is is French, right? And I'm pretty sure it's like Brigitte or something close to it. It's something like close to it if you say it in actual Swedish. But when she says it in her trailer video, she says Brigitte de Lindholm, right? So it's a little confusing. And plus, Jeff Kaplan called her Brigitte. What really <laughs> matters when it comes to the name is how the community says it. Because when you're coming across comms, you want somebody to say it, and you want to say it, and somebody understand exactly who you're talking about. No right. thinking about it, no snickers, nothing like that. Like you just wanted to know exactly what you're talking about. That's what really matters. So you know, in in this guess, case with her name. Okay, honestly, and we don't know what the like. Honestly, this is something I've been like wanting to tweet out to all the Overwatch League network or Overwatch League podcasters. Is can we all stop? pronouncing people's names however you freaking want to can we just go with what the casters fucking say like no like if it's sabiobi that's what the casters say all of them say sabiobi so i don't want to hear say iobi i don't want to hear sabobi like i want to hear sabiobi like let's just hear what the casters say let's just go by that as a standard rule so that's what i'm going with whatever the casters call Bridget, I'm gonna switch to that and just call Bridget whatever they what however they pronounce it because they obviously talk to each other because they all pronounce all the players' names and all the characters' names the exact same. So I'm gonna do that. Okay, that's I would say that's a good rule of thumb. We'll wait for that. Yeah. In the meantime, open season, boys. You can call whatever you want for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, Brigitte, her uh, her um. Well, the shield smash. What is the actual name of the ability I had up here? 
Uh, overpower. Bash. That's a shield smash. But shield bash the cone angle Limit has been smash. reduced from ninety to sixty. Um. So yeah, I thought that the nerf would come in the form of I don't know higher cooldown, but guess not because that shit's <laughs> ridiculous, man. It, Dude, I mean, really at least good. they made it so it didn't, you know, so it wasn't. They made, it's basically the Doomfist nerf. It's the kind of the same yeah. thing. Yep. So that's going to be a change. It's going to be coming down unless I guess they find some some reason not to. Uh, Genji's getting a nerf. His deflect hitbox size has been reduced. Fucking finally. I mean, I've been complaining about that for so long. I mean, I had like I shouldn't completely miss a character right with a shot. <laughs> and still get punished with a reflect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get that. Happen. Like we had talked about it in pre-show. I always thought that his blade, when deflecting, was supposed to be as long as his blade in Ultimate, which is like, you know, twice the length of him, tall-wise. So I just always thought that that's what he was doing. His blade was getting larger as he deflected. <laughs> I'm happy with that change. Completely happy. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I mean, I didn't feel like the Flect itself was a problem. I just, I, I feel like certain abilities shouldn't have been affected as much, like uh, McCree's flashbang or like uh, ear shift abilities, you know, shouldn't have really been affected. But like for ults and things like that, that clutch deflect on like May ult or uh, Zarya ult, the hitbox being that big was a huge help. And it was still like a kind of a skill thing for predicting it. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a, yeah, for me with Genji, and he's already a tough character to play, you know what I mean? He is a tough character to play, and I can appreciate that, but having, like, having shots outside of the hitbox, like, his sword is not reaching those areas, still get reflected back to you, that's a bit much for me. I can appreciate the skill it takes to actually do a deflect at the right time. I, I get yeah. that, you know? Doing a deflect as you hear Zarya ulting, like, you know, predicting that, that's good, but if she reflects a meter to, well, not a full meter. Let's say a half a meter to your left, a half a meter to your right, and you still reflect it. That's too much. I mean, it was, I, I it, it, it was, it was honestly more than just a half a meter. It was probably, I was being conservative. <laughs> like, if you think of Lucio's uh, aura being, yeah. you know, five or 10 meters out, Genji's like away from his body was probably three to four meters long as far as like how much he def deflected bef like before. So, I mean, it was a huge area. It was twice, I mean, more than twice the size of him to the right or to the left. Right. Right. How big is Zarya's bubble? Mm, I am not a hundred percent sure. Like I would have to, I would have to look that up again. That would be, I feel like that would be an optimal size for his deflect hitbox. would be the same yeah, size. It as definitely bubble. was bigger than that for sure. For well, sure. Bigger than that. As long as the animation shows it, I'd actually be okay with it. If the animation actually shows him swinging that shit, you know, all around him <laughs> like that, I'd be okay with that. But the problem is that his animation does not, it's the same problem that we have with Hanzo, which we're going to talk about now. So Hanzo, we know that the rework was coming. The rework is finally on the PTR as promised, mm -hmm. but there were a couple other changes made to so Stormbow. The projectile speed was increased from 85 to 100. Um, I actually like that because after playing with the PTR, it's actually easier to dodge in my opinion, right? Like sometimes I would get the time, the timing of his shot will be a little off from the time I actually expected it to hit me. So I wouldn't dodge properly. 
but now I the increase in speed is like that that has actually helped me personally. I don't know how you guys are it gonna sucks work with it, but me. you don't you don't like the projectile speed increase. It, well I don't it, like it either, but I don't I like, like it. it in the terms of how it changes the character. I don't like it in the terms of what it's done to me. What it's done to me <laughs> is now thirty hours of you know, brain training and muscle training to where I need to put the shot is down the fucking drain, like completely down the drain. Cause I like my shots are way off and it's going to take a lot of time. If I want to play Hanzo again to work that muscle memory off. Yeah, I right. played so little Hanzo. It feels like way better to me because I don't yeah, play Hanzo I mean, at all. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're used to a normal projectile hero, like a Genji or something, it's probably great for you. Right. Um, I do see, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm not going to say it's definitely going to be an issue, but now it's like, where is the really big advantage of playing Widow with Hanzo being able to shoot as far as he does with the way the Overwatch maps are made and as fast as he does, yeah. too. You know, so we'll see if that, if that, if that causes a little issue or not, but I, I, can, I can see it causing a little static. Um, the, for Sonic Arrow, the cooldown was decreased from 20 seconds to 12 seconds. The duration That's was the increased. biggest change. Yeah. yeah. The duration was increased. Uh, so the duration was also decreased from 10 seconds to 6 seconds. Uh, but the radius was decreased from 7 meters, uh, from 10 meters to 7 meters. So pretty big changes there. I mean, technically speaking, he should be able to use it more frequently, though. Uh, yeah, you know, almost twice you, as much, and it's a lot more focused. Uh, I think that's a good change. Um, it really makes you kind of decide where to use the ability, makes you focus on key areas instead of just let's throw it in this building over here and see if they're coming through that choke like way over there. Um, you, you gotta be more like, okay, I'm gonna shoot this corner here and then guard this area, you know, or like here's a key spot, here's a key spot here, uh, right. rather than just toss the fucker out, you know. And now that you yeah. can use it more often, it's more like, okay. I don't have to like save it for this one big fight. You know, we can find this straggler and not have to worry about it too much. You know, so I mm -hmm. like that change. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's actually what makes him a lot more worthwhile now. Yeah. So he also has a new ability called lunge. Actually, I think the Sonic arrow before I go to lunge is going to help with Sombra. Yeah. Cause a decent Sombra now is kicking that backline's ass. <laughs> you know, like they really do. <laughs> yeah. So that can really help with Sombra. Um, but lunge is a new ability where Hanzo can leap forward. It's basically just like a double jump. You hit jump and then you hit it again and he leaps forward. Um, I, not just forward to the right, to the left, backwards, wherever you want to leap. Killed myself multiple times with this on the VTR because <laughs> I just wasn't used to it. And it's, and it's weird. You can't activate it just normally. The only way it activates is when you're in the air. So if you jump, then hitting space one like like hitting jump one more time activates it and it's weird like i was just like wanting to move left when i came down but i hit jump again and then i jumped into the lake and i did that like a few times so it's definitely going to be something that's use that's useful but it's going to be hard to get used to yeah, well, I don't think it'll be that difficult to get used to, but you're right, it will be an adjustment. Does uh, uh, does Hanzo have a right mouse right mouse button ability? I don't think so. I don't know, but you can't like you can't 
I was going to say, if he doesn't, then that would be... It's not an E or a shift. Yeah, it's not an E or a shift or anything. It's just your double... It's basically Genji's double jump, but it jumps in all directions, whereas Genji's just jumps up. It's really... It's cool, but really weird. I think they'd be a lot better There's no other mechanic like it in the game. Yeah. If they put it on the right mouse button, I think that would be like a good place to stick it and be like, okay, I don't have to I like think, worry about the weird jump. Yeah, I th- I think it'd be cool if you could use it just on the ground as a basically dodge, but you can't. You have to like to do it from the ground, you'd have to hit jump and then jump right again really quick to actually make it to where you're dodging on the ground. Right. Right. Uh, so his well, his new ability, Storm Arrows, is what we were talking about before. This is replacing Scattershot. Uh, Storm Arrows. It allows him to fire up to six arrows that can deal re- that will deal reduced damage, but are always fire fully powered. Like basically, if you just hold, if you hit the button to activate Storm Arrows and you hold down the left click, it fires off like an automatic weapon. Basically, I think it's going to be a great ability for when you're up close to an enemy, right? When you're yeah. up close to somebody, you can just like plug them with six arrows. And it's going to make diving Hanzo way harder. And like, or if he's like chasing down or like trying to finish somebody or somebody comes up on him half health, you're not going to be able to come up on a Hanzo half health anymore. He's going to wreck you if he hasn't on cooldown. Right. Yeah. Like he, like he'll be able to do that. Um, definitely I don't know. better. Hmm? I don't know, man. This ability sounded really good to me on paper. <laughs> And in actual play of him, that shit is fucking hard to land. Like, especially <laughs> if it's a 200-point squishy, like, Scatter Arrow was much easier to land and much more consistent than this is. This is, uh, this is going to be is, great. That was the problem a, with Scattershot. <laughs> this is going to yeah. be great if a Winston jumps on you, but a Tracer, almost worthless. Uh like whereas scatter arrow was great for tracers before because you just had to be ready for where they're gonna blink and hit it and then you and then you got the tracer now like you're like it you really have to like you really have to aim it hard it it sounds good but in practice it's really hard you're not gonna see me and he's shedding any tears for hanzo here <laughs> it's just not no, gonna I'm happen. try it too i'm just there's a lot of people that have been saying that it's like a buff for Hanzo, and I don't think that's part of the buff. I think that's part of the nerf. I think the buff is definitely Sonic is definitely Sonic Arrow, and if you get good with that dash, right? I mean, the problem with with Scatter Arrow is that all those arrows that hit you and some sort of Scatter Arrow just wasn't that difficult to land if you practice it a little bit. You know, even only after a few hours of practice. I can at least hit it fifty percent of the time. You know, I would say it's definitely easier than this new ability that they have. This new yeah. ability is—I mean, this new ability is going to be great if a Winston dives you, if it right. dives on you. bigger targets or tanks or something like that. And that should really help you build your ultimate and stuff like that too. So to play it a little differently, but I or was definitely shield get- or shield breaking too. Yeah, and it allows you to actually engage a Hanzo now. It's like before, if you were to engage a Hanzo. Uh, you know, you would have to be careful because, like, do they have scatter shot? They're just gonna shoot my feet if I get anywhere, you know, near them. If I get into their vision, you know, and you had to watch out for that. Now you can actually engage Hanzo's, which feels a bit more fair because the the, the arrows already are super powerful. And this is actually the, pr- the here's the problem I have with Storm Arrow, and the problem I'm going to see right. Um, 
you can shoot, like I said, you shoot off these arrows like they're automatic, like they're bullets, right? Like, like they're bullets and automatic weapon. You can um, you could tap it or you can hold it down and it just like yeah, but like it's less it's less damage too. We should point that out. It is less damage, but they're fully powered, so they go far and they rapid fire. Um, but you know, if you do hit it, there is a timer, right? Sorry, there is a timer um, that goes down, so you don't want to waste it. Yeah. But the issue if, if I have wait that it just does it just goes it's done. Yeah. The issue I've had with it so far is that, as a dude abide pointed out in in the uh, in the chat, he still shoots tree trunks. That is kind of the issue. And yes, I mean, Bob, if you're talking about a softball-sized tree, then yes, he shoots a soft a softball-sized tree trunk, a baby tree. A baby you know, Bob tree. Is, a Bob sapling. is no fun. Bob is no yeah, fun. but I mean, it's definitely <laughs> way bigger than a little skinny arrow. That is That's part of what the problem. She said. That is that is the problem, right? So, <laughs> what I've been what what was happening to me sometimes this happened a few times is that I had somebody use storm bow on me. And in my death, like in my kill cam, I could clearly see the arrows literally not hitting me, moving past my head on either side, <laughs> and I was still taking the damage. That's a problem. They need you to wanna, adjust his hitbox. You, you want to hear something crazy, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the smallest projectile in the game, so Widow shoots softballs, too, by the way. Mind what? blown. That can't be the case. Like I can see a I widow know, tracer man. going past my head. It's I can see a widow tracer. Nah, that doesn't sound it's the right. Smallest to me. Genji Jokes on you, widow doesn't shoot is the smallest projectile <laughs> in the game, well, according smart. to Jeff Goodman. So well, first of all, widow doesn't shoot projectiles. Says to shoot. <laughs> so that's the thing. She, widow is hit scan, so she doesn't shoot projectiles in the first place. Yeah, but it's but it's still the it's still the smallest area that they actually go. That's why, like when you'll see widows getting head shots, it looks like it's right above their their head, rather than like right on their their head. Right. Well, uh, I mean, like hitboxes on characters aren't necessarily always directly to the mesh, right? They're not exactly yeah. always to the texture. That's that's kind of expected, right? That's actually how you can tell when people are cheating. That they're hitting your hit the edge of your hitbox and not necessarily uh, always well, your character model. Um, yeah, but I mean, you notice it with Hanzo and Genji and those characters because it is a projectile and there's an in-game anim animation for what you hit. But projectile, there is no in-game animation besides your crosshair charging up to show you that you just hit a shot. So you don't see Widow's bullets go by you you like you see the you see the streamer going behind you know going behind the bullet and it's just a graphical but you can still see widow's still a softball you still see widow's kill cam and i have never seen a widow shoot me as far away as a hanzo projectile and still well, you, kill me yeah I but you can't judge either. the hanzo projectile because you don't aim at the person you aim in front of the like unless someone's standing still you know what I mean? Like you don't aim at the person, so uh, what he's there's saying no is way like to tell can, that on the kill cam you can still see the projectile. You can still see the arrow itself, like going by or like just yes, being but you this can't see away. that on Widow. You can't yes, see, that see the trail. You can still no, see. You can where, see the trail, which is let's forget effect. about the trail for a second. You can still see where she aims, though. 
<laughs> yeah. You can see where yeah, the Widowmaker aims. But you can't aims. see where Hanzo aims unless someone's standing still. You can see the projectile yeah. like going past your face. Yeah, you can but see, you can't you, see where Hanzo's aiming because they would have to be standing still to do that same test. Like they would have to be standing still for you to get the same effect as a hit scan shooting rather than a projectile shooting. Like there's there's no way to judge it. There's there's no actual projectile like that widow stream is just for you to see where widow's at. It's not it's not actually the projectile itself. Because there's no projectile. It's I'm literally not you hit about the button saying, and it I'm not plants. talking about seeing widow's bullets. I'm talking about I can if I see her crosshair and her crosshair is as far away as a Hanzo projectile, she's not going to get that hit. But a Hanzo projectile will still hit you. Yeah, but you can't. You can only judge that if someone's standing still and you shoot Han and you shoot with Hanzo because Hanzo, you're leading your shots. So you don't. So you don't know where Hanzo was actually aiming because he's aiming meters in front of you so that he hits you as you run by. It's not necessarily about the aim per se. It's about the impact. It's about you know with the hit scan. Obviously, it's going to be instant. So if she's aiming to the to the left or the right of your head and pulls the trigger, okay, that's where the bullet would hit you exactly where she was aiming at that exact time. With Hanzo, the, with the projectile, if he shoots the projectile, whether he's aiming far and you run into it or not, you still see where the projectile is when it does the actual impact. And that's yeah, what I'm so talking I'm about. I'm saying you don't see it as Widow, so you can't judge that. <laughs> you <laughs> like, can't because you saying. see where her crosshair is. Oh, my huh? God. Okay, never mind, man. Never mind. <laughs> you're okay, really you're really not getting it. Like if Hanzo shot hit scan, then you would see the same thing, is what I'm trying to point out. Like since about Hanzo actually has a projectile that you can see animated, you think it's tree it's tree trunks, but Widow shoots softballs too. Dude. It's just you just see like you're seeing a very small, like there's no way everybody's hitting like Right in that little itty bitty spot. No, they're not. They're hitting in the softball area. Okay, Bob. It doesn't matter <laughs> I think we agree where to they're aiming. <laughs> you, you really the just fact, don't get what I'm trying to point out. It doesn't out. matter where they're aiming. The simple fact that I can see a Hanzo arrow inches away yep. from my face. I get it. I get it. And you can't see a, a widow bullet, and that's why it's a problem. Oh my god. Dude, if I see I have never seen a widow not aiming on my head and pull the trigger and it not work. Yes, I know, because she's not projectile. If Hanzo yeah. aimed at your head and you were moving, he'd be a fucking idiot. I mean, you're <laughs> killing me, man. Like it's a projectile. You can see I'm the projectile. Not... That's why there's a discrepancy. If you could see fair oh if you could see widow's bullet. There would be a discrepancy there too. That's what I'm I don't trying think to you say. Understands what I'm saying. It's not about the aim. It's about the actual <laughs> impact. I think it's we a, need to move on, guys. This, uh, yeah, this argument's been going on for a while now. Seriously, mod yeah. it up. So anyway, <laughs> the Hanzo projectiles are still too big. That's the problem I have with it. Let's move on to Lucio. Actually, right, let's well, it's the smallest one of the game. So unless they're going to make something new, that's God. all we're getting. Oh, my fucking God, Bob. That's what let's she move said. Let's move on to Junkrat. Uh, uh, the frag launcher, the projectile size has been reduced from 0.3 to 0.2. And the movement speed for the tire has been decreased from 13 to 12. Uh, Lucio's wall ride. Uh, Lucio is less likely to be interrupted during a single, uh, uh, interrupted along a single surface. So you pretty much just kind of stick onto the wall now. 
Um, you can go around corners, both outside corners and inside corners, without having to leave the wall. You can now land back on the same wall after leaving away, provided his leap takes him far enough away from the original jumping off point. Movement speed bonus when leaping off walls decreased from 2.5 to 2 meters per second. Added a minimum time that they jump. Uh, added a minimum time that they jump key must be held ah, for Lucio rise around. That explains why I was having trouble getting around corners at first with uh, Lucio testing about in PTR. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, you have to have like a minimum uh, minimum time that you're up in the air, I guess. Uh, Soundwave no longer consumes ammo. Uh, the wall ride change, I just didn't think it was really needed. I mean, I'm not a Lucio main, so how would I know? Uh, but yeah. it kind of takes split. a lot of the skill out of it. Like I don't exactly. know, I spent a long time learning how to wall ride with Lucio. Got really good at it, you know. And I mean, I mean, I'm no DSP stanky, but you know, I was damn good at wall running with Lucio, and it was fun if nothing else, even if I was a crappy Lucio. But now that they've added this, it's like kind of for nothing, you know. Like it's a useless skill at this point, so it exactly kinda feels wasted. Honestly, there isn't a whole lot of people that ever were DSP. Stanky, as far as the pro scene goes, <laughs> like DSP Stanky was a style of his own, and not really something that was used a lot in the pro in the pro scenes. I mean, just like the his ability to wall ride, like his skill. Yeah, it was nuts. Wall like his, yeah, it is a his like the uh, the add up. What's it called? The uh, m- the jump off multiplier. Like he could get to points. At an uncanny speed. I remember when they first changed Lucio on, uh, he was on Eichenwald and he was able to get to the second point from the first point in like a matter of seconds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like it, but that's a man who weird. loves Jet Set Radio right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird change. It's, it felt really, really weird. I think the only good change for Lucio was that they took away, uh, him using, ammo to do the boop yeah i really wish the they would make his magazine weird. size bigger too uh he just feels like he runs out really fast that's just me that's just me i'm a, not a great lucio so all right and tracer her pulse bomb was uh decreased from 400 to 300 oh, the damage sorry was decreased from 400 to 300 so Oof. if you are a full health zarya you can probably survive that arrested too yeah, I think all this is going to do is just make it so, you know, if, like, you're just not going to run Tracer in death in death ball comps anymore, like, where she's just in the back line trying to cause havoc. Like, I think, I think in the dive, she's still going to be great, but in a death ball, you're not going to have the whole thing where Tracer still was played, even when death ball with the five other people were death ball. I think it just it won't be worth it at that, at that point. Yeah. I, I know a couple of seasons ago um, in high gold, low plat, I uh, was maining Tracer at that point. And uh, I mean, hell, if you have any kind of decent aim with Tracer at those levels, you can play her as a tank buster like all day long. And it's effective because I wasn't good enough to really hit like, or pick out the supports or I wasn't really good at isolating him or anything. I could go in there and just tear up a Reinhardt or Zarya all day long and, you know, get some kind of kill, some kind of value, unless they just had a ridiculously good healer. Uh, so it's probably a needed change hurts my soul a little bit. Cause I do love to play tracer when I can, but it's, it's probably justified. I feel like. 
Yeah, and I think she was used a lot in the pro scene to take divas out of mech, and it'll be a lot harder to do that now. Yeah, definitely. Um, playing Diva, especially with the new Diva changes, Tracer feels awful to play against. You can't chase her down with, uh, with current Diva. Right. Uh, let's get into the map changes for Horizon. Uh, well, Horizon. Hold on, though. I wanted to ask you guys a question, though, about this real quick. <laughs> okay. Like, this is the second PTR change that has had a ton of changes. Like, what do you think they're trying to accomplish with all like two think, PTRs in a row, we've had way more changes than ever before to multiple characters. Like, what I do think you think they're, they're trying, trying to, to murder Dive Cop? They're, that's that's you what, that's I what they're, you think that's they're trying. Like, they're trying their hardest to murder Dive Cop and get it out of here and change the meta to get people interested in the game again. That's exactly what I think. Uh, what every think, if you look at every single change, it's something like let's kill Dive. Kill fucking dive. Dive yeah. needs to go. Get out of here. And it just hasn't gone away. Buff everybody, but buff everybody, but the dive characters and nerf the fucking dive characters. Like that's been the entire goal. It seems like. What do you think, Chuck? Because this is weird. It, it, like, isn't it weird? <laughs> um, I mean, no. I mean, they. It, it it sounds about right that they want to you know kill the dive comp. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm of an older mindset that you know, the developer should worry about balancing the game and making sure that the game is balanced properly and not necessarily try to change how the game is played itself. Like, you leave that to your pro players, but one of the problems with Overwatch is that it changes so frequently that, you know, like, you, you, you that don't the give pro it, players become not pros. Oh, yeah, you For don't. For instance, Dak on the San Francisco Shock, badass Lucio, a non-factor now because Lucio's not in the game. Yeah, like you don't have, like that's the thing, like you, uh, they don't have time to really, it takes a long time for pros to analyze games and play. So like something like, let's say, like if you have, let's say Overwatch was balanced perfectly, right? Balanced perfectly. And dive comp was something that, that was the most effective way to play the game. Well, over time, your pros will play and somebody on that pro, like some pro team would be able to, come up with a strategy to try to beat that right you know because it says a lot about the game like if you can't come up with different strategies to beat different compositions or different other strategies then it says a lot of the game is kind of shallow but overwatch isn't shallow so more than likely somebody will come up with some type of composition or strategy to beat that but the game changes way too frequently for that um and uh, that kind of goes into blizzard's middle of the road you know, uh, balance philosophy, right? From, I think from the start of the game, from the Overwatch's inception, they should have balanced the game to be actually, you know, balanced. Like, you know, low-tier heroes, they are easy to pick up, but not necessarily the greatest to uh, to play in high-tier situations, you know, stuff like that. And then you balance your high-tier heroes so that they're not necessarily weak against your low-tier heroes so that everybody feels good about themselves. But they didn't do that. That's not the situation that we're in. So yeah, here we go. They're making more and more changes. And then next time they drop a new hero, something else might happen. They're going to make more and more changes. The heroes are going to be, you know, the game's going to be constantly evolving. And that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they are using a lot of the data from Overwatch League. Like, I think 
I think that that's why all the changes are coming so fast is because they're using all that that data. And I think that also leads into our next topic about Horizon. Like I think I think they're using data from Overwatch League and siphoning it right into this. Whether it's right or it's wrong, I think that's what they're using. Probably nice segue there. <laughs> they're, they're probably doing that. I mean, I, I agree. But the danger is is that if the game is constantly evolving, how often, how many times are they going to, ch- you know, uh, change these maps? Because right now, the changes they're doing to Horizon may work out great, but when the meta changes and the game changes, because they had to make changes to certain characters, because certain new characters came in, what's going to happen to Horizon then? Is it going to be completely unplayable? Because now you have this hero that's completely OP in Horizon. Not that I see that happening, but... You know, what if we, you know, you're playing King's Row and now you have a hero that because of that first choke point, because of the way the level is built, man, it's impossible to get past that thing now. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of make issue. it a lot harder to get past that. But oh then, God. Yeah. I mean, Cheap. then you could have a, you could have, I mean, there's so many different things in this game and it's so hard. I I really think like the six v six elim comp was them testing out to see what people would do for different comps because we came up with some uncanny comps for that because yeah. we'd use dive right off the bat we'd win and then we'd be like oh okay well now we don't have dive what do we do well fuck <laughs> <laughs> right yeah well, I got and, you. Uh, I mean, it seems like there's always like a couple of combinations now like you always have your pharmacy but then there's now there's like okay, well, we can't use two main healers ever around anything, so you got to come up with these different comps, or like, we used all our main healers, now we got to use two alternate healers or figure out a way, like, here, self-sustain, that's going to be our team. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of different stuff that's going on with that that's really interesting that uh, I'm actually kind of liking. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Right, uh, well, hopefully they keep shitty. it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah let's 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 move into the horizon changes i gotta be honest i'm not really a fan um i'm not gonna sit here and say horizon was perfect because it was not but um i don't think i think they changed too much at one time like they really didn't make need to make all these tweaks it's a lot of changes basically what they did is they flipped the high ground advantage on horizon before the attackers had high ground advantage most of the time um, well, actually, if they're any good, they should have had high ground advantage, you know, period. Uh, but now they've almost completely flipped it so that the defenders have high ground advantage. Um, you know, if you haven't seen the map, they got rid, you know, when you come into the middle part and you either go right into the up the steps or you can go left and you go into that room and you try to get in from the left. That's gone. You will not be doing that anymore. That doorway is gone. Now, if you go left, you actually have to go upstairs to get to the high ground now uh yeah, you have the, to go into the room turn around backwards walk upstairs to that mm-hmm. plateau that used to go to i get i guess it used to go to the whole cross ramp yeah yeah i don't know it's yeah it's hard it's hard to recall yeah now like yeah you'd have to go like you're right so inside up the stairs and then uh, uh backwards basically from the defender point of view now like when you're at the first point Instead of having, instead of like to get high ground, having to either go like closer to the enemy team or all the way across the point, there's a ramp that takes you right upstairs. Not only does the ramp take you right upstairs, there's actually, um, and I thought this was a bit much. There's actually uh, partitions there now that will block the enemy's view from hitting you. 
you know so that that's yeah, how they like, keep the defenders high yeah things yeah right so that's definitely uh, i i thought that was a bit much that wasn't needed um but yeah I, i'm not a necessarily a huge fan it's basically they're just flipping they're, they're giving the defenders more of, a, of an advantage but when i played horizon i don't i gotta tell you i never really felt like i was at that big of a disadvantage as a defender i never hated that map for that reason Right, I know. Like, I actually, I never hated the map at all, but I never felt like I was at a huge disadvantage. When you go to the spawn point, well, that's one two point two, but control point two, uh, from the right, you used to be able to go up the steps, and then there's a a platform up there that has the attacking team. You can go and you can walk across the platform. That bridge has been disconnected, so you can go up to the platform, but then you have to drop right back. You have to drop down to the point. Um. There's no bridge that gets you closer to the defender spawn anymore. Right. The defenders though have way have way more platforms they can get up to. It's super easy for them to get a platform and high ground on both sides of that point now, not just the one side. You know that platform that widows used to like hop on and uh, try to shoot people with. Well, now yeah, the one if you're at defenders, the one at the right side. The right side of yeah, yeah. From, the, from the defender point of view, now the widow can't. Now anybody can walk up there via some steps. So right from spawn, I'm pretty sure it's right from spawn. You can just take those steps up there and you can go ahead and get high ground, which, I mean, that's the way it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe when I play it against other people, it'll be, like, oh, this, this is great. The streams are fucking awesome. One other right thing now, too, I don't like uh, One other thing, too, that you're going to see at lower ELOs is uh, a lot of people like to play Symmetra on, uh, on that map on defense. And uh, it never fails. If you have a Symmetra on point two, they're going to put a shield gen behind that main wall right out of the spawn. And used to be, you know, if you could take control of that bridge going across back into, uh, you know, coming from the attacker's point, coming from point one, going all the way across, you could just go over there at the end of the bridge and just wail on shield gen from over there. But now you can't do that. So it's going to be no. really hard to well, get I mean, to that, that shield gen now at lower levels well, where you're going to see that. That, that whole middle part's gone. <clears throat> Like you can't walk out of spawn. That's what I'm saying. Like, what saying. You have to yeah. walk out right oh, or left. It? Yeah, like there, that middle part is gone. Like you have to walk that. out right or you have to walk out left. There's nowhere walking out middle to that wall and then going right or left. That's gone. Okay, like they must have did that to kill stall. Like they changed it. Okay, it's like my problem with it. I'm kind of excited about it, to be honest, because I hated the level, but I don't know how it's going to play out. I really don't. I I mean, the the biggest changes we've seen to maps were Eichenwald, and Eichenwald needed that, like, right room opened up, you know, so you had someplace else to come in. Right. But, man, like, these changes are vast, and yeah. they had to have someone... On the inside of, I've got to feel like it's the Overwatch League pushing this because, I mean, like for them to make that many changes, it had to be pro pushed. Like, I mean, it just, I don't see any other reason they could have, like, went from making little intricate change to Eichenwald to huge change to Horizon. And, That's you know, nuts. it probably is a big push from the Overwatch League, but this is also. Like one of those things where maybe you shouldn't say, take everything they fucking say and do it because maybe not, maybe not, maybe because not. the 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 like the pro scene plays differently than the vast majority of people who play this game. I will say <laughs> that 
like since the Overwatch League came in and it's easy to find, I will say that like the latter has definitely pushed more towards what the pros are running at that time. Yeah. And that's I mean, it definitely that's has. Thing. That's I mean that's 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 to be expected. Uh but yeah, I mean like these changes, like I I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there just scratching their heads like Horizon? Like why do this? Because like, okay, yeah, if you watch Horizon Overwatch League I think most of those games, you would see point one get taken like that. Like they like point one would just be yeah, like you one. wouldn't see a whole lot of fight there. So I understand why they would want to to kind of change that. But even if you took those pro strats and did that in comp now, that's just just not gonna happen like that. Like, you know, that, that's I mean, not gonna work. Yeah. I will one say- other thing too is uh, I mean you, you got to think about it. Overwatch has been losing steam for a while. And then, you know, there's people on YouTube that go on left and right saying Overwatch is dying. Overwatch is dead, et cetera, et cetera. So as the game loses steam, they're like, all right, we're not as scared to just throw shit out of whack now and rework things to get people interested in, in the game, coming back to the game and things like that. So they're like, let's just shock the motherfucker and see what happens, you know? And if they fuck up big time, then Oh well, they can fix it in the patch. It's not going to look awful on them, as awful as it would have for a newer game. But now they've got some experience in them. They've got some time. Uh, they've got a lot more data to work with and things. And you know they're losing players, so it's like, and let's do it. Let's go. We're full force now, full throttle. And I think that's where a lot of these huge changes are coming from. Yeah, if they want to go full throttle, they should go full throttle on fixing the matchmaking. How about <laughs> you full go full throttle on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I'd, I'd have to see some stats to know that they're actually losing players, but that's a good point. Like, oh, that I can I, I just would go ahead and throw it out. I mean, I'll, but yeah, I don't have any stats. I don't have anything concrete <laughs> besides people saying, you know, besides streamers saying that people are getting tired of the game. You know, like, yeah, the big streamers might have switched to Fortnite. By the way, Mash Cashed, oh my God, Fortnite blew my mind. Blue Fruit Loops <laughs> mind blew my mind like wow, that's about the name. Yeah, the f- oh yeah, my god, totally, YouTube. Totally, yeah, I was at the grocery store shopping and I was what? like, oh my god. Sorry, sorry, I didn't okay, mean to so- tangent. We could talk about it in uh, in the after show. <laughs> well, now the thing I have to at least say what happened. All right, right go like, ahead. Okay, so like because you brought it up. So on the Mashcast, we were talking about Fortnite, and I said, uh, you know, people play Fortnite and they don't even build forts. And Pop-Tart was like, oh, my God, I never knew that's why I was called Fortnites because you're supposed to build forts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the game is built called Fortnites because you're supposed to be building forts. People who came Son in with Battle bitch. Royale, all they do is build those goddamn ramps so they can shoot at people. Yep. <laughs> it should be called Ramp Night <laughs> because that's all people use it for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, right, so, yeah, so what I was saying is this is interesting. It's... I'm excited to see it play out, but I mean, I I haven't successfully defended a first point hold like from the start of the game. I've successfully defended one when we've both went 2-2 and then I've successfully defended it there, but I've not successfully defended the first point. But it's really just because there's no choke. Like we're always stationed on the point and that's never a good thing in most maps. And I think that's what they're trying to change here is that you'll actually group up at the choke instead of on the point here moving forward. There'll be a choke kind of like temple of a, like think about all the other two CPs. You don't group on the, on, on the point. So 
I think they're trying to develop like a natural choke. Right. Maybe. That's Maybe. that's what I think they're trying to do. I don't know if it's going to be successful. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, let's talk about the new map, Rialto, uh, which is basically it's a daytime version of the uh, of the event in reverse. Almost, you know, you start in that room right before for Rialto, you start in that room right before the final uh, battle and the um, retribution event. My biggest gripe with the map so far is that there's nothing to break in that room. What do you expect me to do for 60 seconds? Like, come on. <laughs> there's nothing to break in that room. I didn't notice room. that, but damn, you're right. That that does kind of suck. <laughs> there's nothing to break in that room. It's just going to yeah. be an emote and teabag session in there, just like hardcore. Exactly. <laughs> this is... What's, what's wrong with I, that? <laughs> I say it with every map that Blizzard puts out, but this is their most complex map, for sure. There are... If I count correctly, there's one, two, three, four, five exits out of the attacker spawn. Is there really? Jesus. I think there's five exits out of the attacker spawn. Uh, there is one main uh, you know, throughway, which is where the payload's on. However, you can go through point. Uh, there's a left side and a right side to kind of work around, right? From the attacker it's, side. It's very now, zigzaggy. Yes. The thing about this map, though, this map is going to be all about high ground, all about high ground, because there are high ground access points for both attackers and defenders at every single point of the uh, map, if I remember correctly. Uh, you just got to get to it. I think everybody's going to be fighting for high ground. The issue is that I think defenders might have a bit of a high ground advantage, especially in the beginning of the game. I well, you gotta think though they can't they won't always be able to take full high ground because you gotta have somebody on point so you're gonna have a numbers disadvantage but you might you might have high ground advantage as far as like where you can go but as far as numbers you're not gonna have everybody on high ground you can't yeah you're not gonna have you know somebody sitting or you I mean you wouldn't have numbers directly on the ground but you don't need to have everybody on high ground anyway. But you want to have, you know, damage dealers on high ground so that they can, especially because not only do you have the high ground, a lot of the high ground that you have, the payload comes like right through it, right? It comes like right underneath it, you know? So you got an Arissa or Reinhardt on the payload or Bash on the payload, you just wait for it to kind of get underneath you and you just fuck them up. You know, that's, you, you can do that. Like, I, I don't think there's any other map like that where there's so much high ground that intersects with the path of the right. actual payload. Uh, but like I said, you can get the high ground from either side. So that's what I'm saying. There's, I think there's going to be a lot of fights of who is going to uh, pushing somebody off high ground and, and you know, stuff like that. Um, right. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the comps that come up there. I think there's a lot of potential for like new and different comps to go there. Yes, I believe I, so. The, I don't know. Well, All I could say about it is that if you play it on PTR... <laughs> You don't have the line. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it made it really fucking hard. Like me and Deathblow were like, where's where's our fucking line? Where where's our line? I don't know where to go. I don't like <laughs> we ended up like the first time we played it, we went on D we went on D. There's no line. So we just went right up to spawn. We we're like, oh, I think we're at the spawn door. 
we're just at we're just at spot door. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> and then when you're on offense, there's no line. Like they just haven't put the line in the game yet. You know the line that the, yeah. the payload shows where you're going. Yes, Bob. It's not there. <laughs> makes you appreciate the little things, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, makes you really appreciate that because that's fucking important, especially yeah. on a new map you don't know anything about. Right. But yeah, it's it's like I I don't know what to I don't know what to think about. It. I played a ton of it, but I don't know what to think about it. Actually, I re, I, re, I retract that. My biggest problem isn't the fact that it's nothing breaking the spawn. My biggest problem is that on the last attack point, um, you basically. I'm trying to think, is it the third or is it the, yeah, so there's no, you, as a defender or as an attacker, your spawn does not move up when you get the third, um, the third checkpoint. So basically, if you dial close to the final checkpoint, you have to go past the third checkpoint to the final checkpoint too. And that's actually a pretty far walk. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty far walk to the point that if your team, like you really, your team has to have this, have its shit together. Your team cannot be out there straggling and uh, you know feeding like one at a time because it's going to give you even less time to regroup because of how long it's going to take for them to get back. You know, uh, and also right. if you are, let's say you get to a team fight and you're trying to retreat, well, you have a much farther distance to get back to your team now too. I didn't like that. I think they should have a spawn that is closer to the i think it's the checkpoint it's like right under the bridge right it's, it's like a bridge and then you zigzag a little bit and you at the final checkpoint the ch- final checkpoint should not be at the checkpoint uh, the, the final spawn should not be at the checkpoint itself but i think it needs to be pushed in closer because it feels like a really long walk. I could have been playing with idiots too. Don't get me wrong. Something I I, with idiots. Well, Jeff, Some, take note because we know you change maps now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something I'm wondering though that I just thought about, and this will be a good segue. Uh, I'm sure you all saw the screenshot uh, Jeff Kaplan posted where he had a whole shit ton of characters teleported with uh, with Symmetra's tested. Oh yeah, we talked about that. And yeah. I'm wondering if they didn't build this map with that in mind. With that big, huge, long walk, thinking, all right, Symmetra's going to be viable here. We're going to make her viable. Telly is going to be big. I wonder if that's not something that they are thinking about hard with that long walk. If Telly is a new thing where you teleport one person or, like, you put a teleporter down for just a short second or something and it teleports halfway past the spawn point, maybe. Like, maybe teleporter turns into everybody who spawns spawns halfway closer is that what you're going for uh just thinking about her viability you know building this map around whatever her new ability is with teleporting because obviously you can teleport a bunch of people um and i'm wondering if that's a short time yeah i'm not i'm wondering if that's not what they had in mind and what they're working around but i think that'd be a terrible idea because what if they put the symmetric rework out and they end up having to rework her again this, this is their second rework this yeah. is like a fucking rework. So what happens then? You know, like that's 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 kind of a be a bad design uh, philosophy. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, they I think they they really need to. I think Blizzard would uh, um, benefit from picking up some like expert map designers, like people from Valve and people from Epic. People from Bethesda, <laughs> like those people, they make first-person shooter maps, you know, 
and they're <laughs> really good at it. Even some people from the old Bungie. Uh, which I was going to say, can we get the Halo 2 guys in here? And this, yeah, like, like the 3.3, the, the 343 guys. Halo are, 2 was are, a badass game, man. Oh my yeah. god! And it has a lot to do because, like, all, you know, all I'm asking for, all I'm asking for is Zanzibar in Overwatch. Like, that's what I want. Or <laughs> at least, at least, uh, oh, what's the map? Hang them high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I think uh, like, I we think have the blade. Really, what's that? The the Halo blade. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Shh. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, don't, I don't even want them to work on weapons and shit like that. Just get them to work on fucking maps, man. Like, like you know, first-person map design well, is, is a little harder than people give it credit for. Well, I mean, they're trying with their changes to Horizon. They're trying, but, you know, this this is a business, and I am buying a product, so. I'm trying. <laughs> this isn't your, uh, you know, your, uh, your, uh, your child at a dance recital. No, <laughs> you it's <know>? your Overwatch. <laughs> Oh wait, yeah. no, that's a different. No, never mind. No, but I, I, I think that would be Overwatch. cool. If they did. Hey, is not, Eddie the chump? Not that they, don't get me wrong. It's not that they're doing <laughs> terrible. It's not. I don't want to act like they're doing terrible. But I think like they are, they would be doing phenomenal if they had some more expert uh, uh, map design for in terms of first person shooters specifically. <clears throat> but I'm just yeah. scared to shit. I mean, yeah. Brigitte, Brigitte, Baguette is coming into the meta <laughs> and I'm scared to shit. I'm, I'm I really hope they put her in Al stage four. I really hope they put her in Overwatch League stage four because I want to see what these fuckers do, dude, because they're gonna be out of their shit. I am She's not so afraid different afraid of Brigitte as I think I'm gonna be just more annoyed with playing her. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be playing tank. Oh well at least not like like uh like an Orissa or a Reinhardt because it's like why? Why? Especially Reinhardt. <laughs> Poor fucking Reinhardt, man. Like, goddamn. Look, he like he's gonna like you know she could just walk right into him, bash him, put his shield down. That's enough to kill somebody on the other team, and you know, oof, it's fucking it's tough, man. It's fucking tough. But I, it's gonna I, be weird. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our weekly updates, and then we can close this sucker out. Weekly updates. Holy shit! We're at two hours. <laughs> Have fun editing this one. Yeah, yeah first, uh, first appearance of Kinder. Hey, hey. Yeah. So this will be really quick. Uh, Symmetra is going defense. So that was an not an announcement that was made, but some uh, what was his name? The Cups guy. The Cups guy made this the in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> the netcode guy, the trusted shooter guy. Which I'm still like, this is still a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, stop. <laughs> You know, so yeah, he uh, he uh, actually, if you weren't on stream, you're not watching a stream, you missed that the cup action I just did with my hands. It made me boisterously laugh. Uh, so yeah, Symmetra, she, he's talking about he was talking about the Symmetra rework. I don't think he gave that many details, but he definitely said Symmetra's gonna be reworked into a defense character, something that we already knew. Uh, should have been done a quite a while ago. But yeah, so Symmetra will be going defense, so I don't know, like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're going to take her shielding abilities away altogether. But then again, Torbjorn is still, he's defense and he has armor, so. Yeah. Who, who knows? Uh, also, in case you didn't know, Season 9 ends uh, on Friday, this Friday. So, look, guys, if you already hit your SR goal and you're happy where you are and you're thinking about just climbing a little higher, fuck that. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> However, if you I say are low, play, play as long as you can outside of the Brigitte meta. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, that's an opposing opinion from Bob. But if you are like low and you're still just kind of trying to make it up, you know, maybe make up a little SR, go for it. But dude, like the the end of season trash is just in full effect. It's really bad. I it think really we're gonna start. Is. I think we're gonna start putting alerts up, you know, on Twitter you, uh, toward the end of the you season. Just, <laughs> you just six stack with Ja, and Ja will lead you to. The plat, the promised land. I wish I had that type of power. Like, I, I really wish I had that type of Man, power. I, I got, I got three days to get back up to plat, and I really, really got to get up there. I will admit, nice. it has been easier for me to help people when I stop playing tank and start playing DPS. <laughs> it has been easier. That's for me good because I'm a tank main. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with Geo, I, I think that we, me, like we, me, I, me and Geo were like bouncing around, like you know, like the the low gold range. When I finally was like, okay, fine, you heal, I'll tank. You know, you you heal, I'll DPS, and that's been working out really well. Do you guys do you guys tell each other what they're doing wrong though? Like what each other is doing wrong? Because if you're not, you're missing out. Well, you mean the Kinder uh, tells me what I'm doing wrong constantly, and it's awesome. Damn it, Bobby! Stop fucking up. He's like, hey, Bob. <laughs> like this next time, can you try and jump with me a little bit? Uh, I mean, like being in all seriousness, like if you're playing with a friend, you guys need to critique each other. You need right. to critique each other. You need to be able to take it. And th- lots of people can't take it when you say you fucked up here. Well, like, Gio, you do need to do that. Gio just says, you know, he talks. I listen. I have to admit that sometimes when I do play, especially Gio, in the lower John Evo, doesn't do everything right. You could give him critiques too. Well, I'm getting ready to yeah. explain that. I don't always play properly in the lower elos. Like, like I'll run away. I'll go into a position where I'm not necessarily supposed to be that I won't be getting healed. And he'll try to find me. I'm like, no, no, stay with the team. I'm going to go over here. You, you, you do, you help them. I'm going to help everybody by going over here. So I don't yeah. necessarily, if you see me play on stream in a low elo, don't necessarily do what I do. <laughs> There's another thing. You had too, to actually like, tell Melissa that like, 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 it, like even when we started the team, death uh, death blows on Tracer. He's like, Melissa, why were you here with me? What were you doing? And she was like, I don't know. I just saw someone need healing. <laughs> you know. So I mean, even the most experienced players can use that type of critique and that type of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing too. Like when you're in the lower elo and you're playing with somebody that you know is smurfing or that you know is better than you. Ask him why they did that or, you know, try to critique him a little bit because you're either going to critique him and they'll be like, yeah, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. And they'll gain something from it. Or they'll say, well, I did that because X, Y, Z. And you'll my learn something. Man, my man right there. Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he says his token cause to overextend sometimes. Sometimes I do it on purpose because, I, you know, nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> like, so, so, you know, sometimes we need to get to the back line and nobody else is going to do it. Gio, you but just need to say, I got you, Chaw. Don't yeah. overextend. I well, got you. I like, got you, I'm just like, like, look, man, if I die, don't worry about it. Just keep <laughs> keep everybody else here alive and I'll be right back. You know? So, but, uh, yeah, like, season nine ends on Friday, then season ten and Brigitte's there. I got to just be honest, I'm not, I'm not, like, afraid of Brigitte or anything. I just don't. It's just not fun. I'm afraid of her. teams being just fucked up. That's what I'm afraid of. It's just not fun. I'm sorry. Like, she's just not a fun character for me to play with or play against, to be honest with you. Uh, so, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to that, especially like when I go main tank with the 
I'm not looking forward to shooting another shield. I'm not looking forward to that. You know, having to wear down yet another shield. I you think know? that and Anna is pissed off as fuck right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think that what's going to end up happening, or what what their goal is, is to kill dive, bring in death ball, and make Brigitte 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 Baguette shine. Uh, that's where she's going to really do work is it's going to be in death ball comps, scrappy death ball comps. And, uh, once people learn how to play her, learn how to use her in a team and learn how to play against her and everything, I think she'll feel a lot better because I, I played a couple rounds just screwing around with people playing in death ball comps with Brigida. And when you get into those scraps like that, she's fun. She works. And you can also get your shit kicked in playing her too. Mm hmm. Yeah. She's 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 tough to play at least for me. Like it's a very weird play style. <laughs> oh yeah, it's different from any other hero in Overwatch, which I like. I haven't I haven't got to play her though in an actual straight team setting where we actually death ball and we <laughs> play it like we play it with her. Like I haven't got to play that yet, but I don't know. She seems pretty tough to play if you're not playing like a King's Row or something where death ball is normally prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just don't like right now is that um, it's not that difficult for her to get close to a Reinhardt, or at least close enough to a Reinhardt to put her shield up, walk into him and just stun him. You know, just stun him and get his shield down yep, stun every right, yeah. five seconds. You know, so I think that <laughs> needs to be addressed, but we'll see. I, th- I, th- I think it's, what is it? Is it Six, it's either six or eight, but it's shorter than McCree's. McCree's is 10, I think, and hers is eight, I think, or six. Yeah, it's either a, way, I think, it's I, I think hers distance? is six. You mean the, the bash distance? The distance, no, of the, the cooldown, I think, oh, the cooldown, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the distance is like six meters, I think. It's yeah. like it's a good amount of distance. I've seen people get knocked off of like an edge and then shield bash their way back, so yeah. yeah. I, I think what they'll end up doing, like they did with Roadhog's hook and every other ability in the game, pretty much, it seems to be eight second cooldown is the standard. It's kind of universal Overwatch standard, and I see them doing that with Brigida as well. Uh, maybe they got it at six right now, just be like, okay, get you how to use this ability. Once people get too good with it, we're gonna nerf it back to eight seconds and bring it to a standard like bubble and hook and everything else. Right. All right, well, let's go ahead and start wrapping up. There's no game nights this week, correct? I have it on the program, but I think yes, I forgot the original. There are two week. game nights this week. Omnic okay. Lab game night is is Friday night. You can get that at uh, discord.me slash Omnic Lab. Uh, and then also a very rare game night. The second one ever is the uh, High Noon Podcast game, uh, game night hey. is on Saturday. And that is uh, discord.me slash high noon podcast. Sorry, Death Blow, if I messed that up, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So check it out. There's a lot of games this week. Ja, we expect to see you at least one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Please. We got to bring out the big chocolate. Come on, man. Come on. Everybody's so excited when you come to game nights. You need to come. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I actually, I didn't expect to, uh, I had some company around this weekend and I didn't expect to not be available. So, uh, but yeah, That's I can, bad, man. yeah, I could, uh, I can probably, I can probably show up to at least one of them. So, um, but yeah, so 
the game that we're going to do for PS4, I believe I'm going to try to do that next Friday night, uh, which will be May 4th. <laughs> ah, May 4th. I wonder if Melissa will let me buy a PS4 for that. <laughs> Probably May 4th. not. Does that feel an Xbox? So, so I've got like three. I've got like a whole bunch of games I'd love to play on PS4. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not that expensive. They're not that expensive. She already said nope in chat. Well, Rip. that's unfortunate, Bob. I mean, so, I, yeah. I can't justify buying it for two games, and that would be fucking God of War and uh, Bloodborne. Like, that's literally it. Everything else I got on PC and Xbox, I just don't have a reason. Not Horizon Zero Dawn. Fuck Horizon Zero. The fuck? I, I want to <laughs> play Horizon amazing. Zero Dawn, Last of Us. I want to play the last three. Uh, what's the uh, Indiana Jones game? The Indiana. Oh, Uncharted? Uncharted. I still need to play like the last three PlayStation versions of uh, of Uncharted. I'd love to play those. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's uh, yeah, the PS4 definitely has a lot of great games, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and run. I think we're gonna try to run the game night next Friday night, which is gonna be May 4th. And uh, I d- I didn't get a chance to respond. There was somebody in our Discord. I think it was Dribbles in our Discord that asks about UK players. I'm going to try to start early. So, I mean, even if we don't get a lot of players early, you know, at least, you know, we could play some games together. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I think next Friday, the 4th, uh, if you listen to this and you want to get involved on the PS4 game night, please come into Discord. Please come into Discord. And when you get there, let us know that you're there, you know, for Overwatch and Watchpoint Radio and you play on PS4 because I believe I'm going to make a channel for the game night and I'm going to create a role for the game night so that way it'll be easier for us to uh, get everybody together for the game night. Obviously, once we're in the lobby, that's a different story. Once we're in the lobby, it's fine. Uh, we know everybody's going to be talking to each other, but before we're in the lobby, we got to trade, you know, PSN names and shit like that. If enough people come, we might have to have two lobbies, but we'll see how it goes. You uh, should try yeah. and uh, see if Totem will help you with that. That's right. He does play on PS4, so I do. I do. I did forget about that. So, um, plus, yeah, if I do it next week, it'll give me a little time to actually play the PS4 a little bit and not be a complete scrub when I uh, when I get back to playing that. Not so much. I have to plug my PS4 back up. It's unplugged right now, and I have my <laughs> PS. I have my PS3 plugged up instead because I'm playing through um, the God of War collection. On my PS3, nice. so uh, that's what I have hooked up right now. So I have to take in. Uh, that, was, that was one weird thing. I went back and I played the uh, God of War collection a couple years ago and played the God of War one remastered, uh-huh. and the game looks phenomenal, like the gameplay and everything. But then it still got the old AMV like uh, cutscenes yes, and everything. It does, oh, yeah. it feels so bad. Oh it my does. god, they're so ugly. Actually, on the newest Mashcast, we talked about God of War a bit, like the, <laughs> the remaster. And it still holds up really well. I'm actually enjoying it a lot right now. So, yeah, once I, um, I'm trying to play through all the God Awards so I can play the new one. But at some point, I'm going to hook my PS4 back up and we'll get on track. But like I said, May the 4th, we're going to do a PS4 game night. And then after that, we're going to plan May an Xbox one with as you. Well. Yeah, Xbox one as well. So, um, yeah, same thing. If you play on the Xbox, please come in the Discord. Like, Discord is not just a PC thing. Actually, Xbox users, I'm not sure if you heard the news, but you will be able to connect your Xbox Live accounts to Discord very oh, soon. No shit. Sweet. Yeah, you will wow. be able to. So on that news the console, out. there'll be an app. I don't know if there's going to be an app on the console, but you can connect your account <laughs> to it. 
Okay. Uh, so that does tell me that you'll you'll probably get notifications and stuff like that. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, you just put Discord on your phone or on a laptop or something like that. It just makes it way easier to communicate, guys. Um, <clears throat> so other than that, prepare to attack. We always talk about prepare to attack. You know, we built that podcast series to help people who are in lower elos make it to higher elos. So it doesn't matter whether you are in you know bronze, silver, gold. Even platinum and, and diamond players, like if you're a diamond player and you're looking to start a new character or catch up on a new character, you can just listen to one of those episodes and it should help you out. Prepare to attack all the characters out except Brigitte and uh, Bastion. And Bastion, Dude, have you still not put Bastion out? Do you, do, just it's, send it's, it to me and I'll and I'll edit it. Just send it's it to not me. edited, dude. It's just sitting there, and I keep forgetting to publish the shit. Like <laughs> I you keep forgetting. forgetting. Damn, like, dude. Like, that's the jaw. Bastion hate forget right there. <laughs> so no, come on, put it out there. Yeah, he's I'll, gonna release it, and then Bastion's gonna get a freaking rework. Yeah, you know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like Omnic Lab had to deal with that with the whole Horizon change. Like they did a going deep on Horizon, like just last freaking week. Well, how do you think we felt when we recorded Mercy, and then like a week later, the Mercy changes came yeah. out. Yeah, I remember hearing you complain rough. about that. <laughs> and we sat, like, we didn't actually, like, publish the episode. Omnic Lab published the episode, and <laughs> oh, then yeah. the changes came two weeks later. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah, definitely check out Prepare to Attack. Uh, if you are not listening to the live stream, we do live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, at Switch TV slash Matches Buttons, we'd love to have you here. We always want to hear about your Overwatch stories, just like, you know. Mickey sent over. We want to hear about your Overwatch stories and successes and even your failures. So send that over. Uh, we'll, I'll, I'll give our story. contact info out shortly. And uh, we have a PS4 community and an Xbox One Club, both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So if you do, uh, if you're on console, please join those groups so we can play together sometime. Like I mentioned, we're on Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And as always, I want to mention Heroes of Overwatch because it's a great Facebook group to be a part of if you play Overwatch, whether you're looking for people to play with or you are just looking to keep on Overwatch news or the dankest memes. So it's a good group. I would definitely check it out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are available on multiple podcast platforms on both iOS and Android. Just put Watchpoint Radio into your podcast platform of choice and you should find us. If you do not... You can uh, just go to the Mashes Buttons website and check out our RSS feed. Uh, we do have a Twitter, which is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And you can also catch us on twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash smash those buttons, and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, for synthesis, I will repeat that for you. It is Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook. That is the Facebook group. Um, we encourage you guys to contact us. So please, uh, you know, um, Email us at wprmatchlessbuttons.com, or if you want to, you can you know reach out to us via Twitter or Facebook or you know just comment on the site. I forgot uh, to get you guys uh, Twitter information, so go ahead, Kendra, tell them how they can find you. All right, you can find my personal Twitter. It's at uh, nerfkinderplus pls. Um, I do the fragging out stuff too. Might as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, Fragging Out, the podcast that I run, uh, it's going to be www.fraggingout.com, Twitter at Fragging Out Pod, and discord.me slash Fragging Out if you want to catch us on that. Uh, we're a podcast that just don't give a fuck, and I'm also lazy, so don't expect content regularly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect anything from me. <laughs> he still hasn't edited the episode from two weeks ago. 
I still fucking haven't done it. I'm just so not wanting to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're on a regular show, so. Yeah, this is the fiber one of podcasts for me. This is the, like the regular one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it regular up in here. Yeah, I think you have to be a certain age to get that. <laughs> All right. Now, I got some fiber one the other day because it's like super dense, super filling, and it's low calorie. It's got like loaded with protein and shit. I'm, on a, I'm doing intermittent fasting, right? Yeah. And uh, I ate a couple of bowls of that stuff. I'm like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't so bad. I'm really full. And like fucking 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, this is great after <laughs> not eating for two days. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I wouldn't have fucking destroyed my toilet, man. I'm so glad I was at home and didn't eat this before work or something. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gotten anything done that day. Like, uh, was, you got to watch out, done. man. You think fiber is healthy. It is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, oh, man. Mark, tell me where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. I'm also on the Owl Recap. You can find all that information on my Twitter. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. That's underscore J-A-A underscore. I'm considering changing it to Church of Jaw. I don't know. I don't know. I th- dude, I, 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 think, personally, I think Church I like of Jaw is big great. chocolate. Oh, you really like, like the big, big chocolate? chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's taken, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe big chocolate. You be, I'll, just I'll, be bigger chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> big chocolate true. 69. You'd be surprised yeah, what you can find out there. 69. You, you'd be surprised <laughs> what you find out there. Like, I never expected to own bigblackguy.com. Like, I own that domain. <laughs> what? <laughs> All because someone, he was doing an IT upgrade, and, like, the guy said... Jaw. He was like, "Who's Jaw?" The guy. The guy was like, "The big black guy." And Jaw was like, "I wonder if that domain's taken." Yeah, yeah. Like I went and checked it out. It was open, so yeah, I own BigBlackGuy.com. Oh, so- <laughs> a couple of years ago, I tried to, um, I tried to, or what's it called when you squat on a uh, domain domain squat? Yeah, I tried to domain squat a couple of things. I got a couple of okay ones, but I ended up getting uh, MicrosoftCustomerSupport.com. Really. And I was like, oh, man, somebody's totally going to jump on this. Like, never fucking saw anything from it. Like, oh, man, you, you would know, figure that would be like because they'd after. be customer support dot Microsoft dot com. Well, not I only guess. that, but like if you get something like that, Microsoft just come and snatch that shit from you. I don't know. That's our trademark. Oh, there goes fifteen dollars. <laughs> yep. I, I, I got it on sale for like three bucks on GoDaddy or something. I mean, uh, like, nice. I always I always hit up their domain right. sales. Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll finish that conversation after the show. Let's, yeah, let's after, just fit, wrap it up here. After the show, we got scribs and jaws coming, so let's let's do this. Okay, hey. all right. So, um, yeah, I'm the king of riff over here. If you do, <laughs> if you do enjoy Watchpoint Radio, you want to help us out. There's a couple ways to do that. One, you can uh, share the show with others, and uh, also rate and review the show on your favorite podcast and platform of choice. Additionally, if you want to help us out even more, there are a couple ways you can do that. One, we are a uh, a Twitch affiliate, so if you subscribe to the channel, that is a tremendous help for us. And I promise, I have not given up on tr- on trying to do more with the Twitch channel. But it's just a lot going on. We're juggling a lot, and we're gonna do it. But I appreciate everybody's support thus far. Thank you very much. Um, additionally, we do have the mash those buttons uh, Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons where you can get Watchpoint Radio merch 
and shirts that say the meta is not gospel because that's always true. It will always be true. The meta will not be gospel. The shirt will never go out of style. And finally, we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio <laughs> and you can directly support that uh you can become a patron and uh you know that that patron supports watchpoint radio and prepare to attack and uh one of the goals i like this is going to be an official goal if we hit 25 dollars per episode i'm going to be wearing v-necks every episode from now on okay deep like that v's. deep v's that's that, that, that's one of fashion. It. Yeah, that's what that's one of the uh, the goals. Deep V's for Jao, Okay, so um, yeah, just go check that out. We appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we really, we really do appreciate it. So thank you guys very much. And you I so encourage much. you guys to check out matchesbuttons.com/slash/shows for our other podcasts, which are awesome. We have two World of Warcraft podcasts: one about news, another one about story and lore. We have a division podcast, which is like pretty hot right now. And we have a fighting game podcast. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, those shows, I got to admit, I mean, I got to listen to them and I'm not bored. So <laughs> and hey, uh, uh, like if you want to help us out too, like retweet our tweets out about the episode, like that helps us get more visibility. Help us out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And absolutely don't forget to go review. Don't forget that. You didn't say anything about reviews on iTunes. Those are big. I did. I said a rating and review. Well, you said at start of the, yeah. Well, we talked about it at the start, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we I do. thought we had another review. Damn it. I'm <laughs> prolonging this. I thought we had another review, so I pulled it up like right before the show, but we just got a five-star. It wasn't an actual review. I just saw we went from 70 to 71. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for the five-star, whoever that was. Appreciate that. Well, yeah, this show's been going on for quite some time. If you're listening to this, you are a true fan. Thank you guys very much. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show. We will catch you next week. Promise we'll keep it shorter next week. That's what she said. Probably. <laughs>